0: Powered from the Perdomo Cigars Studios on the Black Stage in Indian Trail, North Carolina. And broadcasting from down under outside Brisbane, Australia. It's episode 83 of the Primetime Jukebox. Tonight, we're back to the Rolling Stone Top 500 list and we talk about songs number 100 through 51. And as always, Primetime Jukebox is sponsored by Perdomo Cigars. Awarded Nicaraguan Cigar of the Year in 2014 by Cigar Journal, the Perdomo 20th Anniversary brand has consistently earned the highest scores in the industry and is a top seller in humidors around the world. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary blend requires tobacco to have been carefully hand-selected and are well-aged for a minimum of eight years. The Perdomo 20th Anniversary offers three distinct wrappers, a smooth, creamy Ecuadorian Connecticut, a rich, earthy Cuban seed Nicaraguan sungrown, and a dark, oily Cuban seed Nicaraguan Maduro. Combining these beautifully bourbon barrel aged wrappers with thick, high priming binder and filler tobaccos gives each blend a balanced complexity with layers of rich flavors and smooth, elegant aromas. Perdomo cigars are family owned and operated company headquartered in Miami, Florida, with manufacturing and agricultural facilities in Esteli, Nicaragua. Perdomo's highly acclaimed cigar brands include the Perdomo State Selection Vintage, the Perdomo Double H Twelve Year Vintage, Perdomo Twentieth Anniversary, Perdomo Reserve Tenth Anniversary, Perdomo Bono Bourbon Barrel Aged, Perdomo Twenty Three, Perdomo Mensa Seventy, and many more. For great tasting notes and pairing information, check out the Perdomo website at www.perdomocigars.com. And we want to mention Agonorsa Leaf. Great Leaf makes great cigars. Aganorsa Leaf stands out because of the distinctive flavor of that Corojo 99 and Criollo 98 seeds cultivated by Cuban agronomists on the best lands in Jalapa, Nestle, Nicaragua. When you smoke one of the JFR, JFR going Guardian Farm or Casa Fernandez cigars, you experience a unique taste and aroma that makes Aganorsa Leaf special. Smoke one today and enjoy the signature flavor of Aganorsa Leaf. And of course, we want to mention JRE Tobacco. The authentic Corojo Leaf is one of the most robust and flavorful tobacco leaves out there. During the golden age of cigars in Cuba, it was a leaf choice to make some of the world's greatest cigars. Because it was one of the most challenging ones to cultivate, it fell out of favor by the 1990s. In the Hamas Ram Valley in Honduras, who was took on the challenge of growing carajo from the original seeds. And in 2000, they successfully reintroduced authentic carajo back to the market. With over 50 years' of experience in the tobacco business from growing and curing tobacco to cigar production, the Jerry Tobacco Farm has been able to continue to deliver products to market with authentic Corojo. Now with Jerry Tobacco, Holiness and Huso bring their very own brand to market, each containing that authentic Corojo leaf. Aladino is available in a variety of blends, including the most recent release, the Aladino Classic. Each of those cigars represent the golden age of cigars from 1947 to 1961. Available at your local retailer. Be sure to ask for Jerry Tobacco, a legacy that is tasted in every drawer. Finally, by Drew Estate. Check out and download the Drew Diplomat app for your mobile device. Keep up with everything going on, Drew Estate. Experience the subculture that is the rebirth of cigars. available on iTunes or Google Play. For more information, check out www.drewdiplomat.com. And as always, all the live streaming for the Primetime Network of Shows is sponsored exclusively by Drew Estate, as well as the California studios for the Primetime Show. Well, welcome, everybody. This is primetime jukebox episode 83. This is Will Cooper. I am in the Paramount studios here on the black stage for this early November edition. And I'm joined on the uh, other end of the world in the other
1: hemisphere by Mr. Dave Burke. Dave, welcome, man. Hello, Coop. How's it going? It's very sunny and nice today. The weather has shifted. We, we're
0: having a we're having Indian summer here in North Carolina it's in the I have the air conditioner on it's oh. in the, it's in the 80s today we get a cut we, we we tend to get some many of the summer days this time of the year it's not unusual to see this um so it, it's definitely been a uh definitely a warm spell going through the last few weeks so but this has been the warmest I've I've probably since September
1: wow that's pretty good um especially in November um yep i'm trying to see you might even be it's like it's like 78 here so you're almost like hotter than here
0: yeah um it is um it i would say we're in the 80s for sure i like, said so the the ac kicked on earlier today so
1: kick that on
0: yeah and in here it gets very hot like this this studio because this is a it is a bay in a garage it it responds to the temp It's not insulated really as well as it should be So it responds back to the uh, You know Conditions outside a little quicker It's slightly insulated as I tell people
1: Oh well that's you know Yeah uh, so, I'm excited for this show coop I've been looking forward to it all day You know honest. you know, we've been at this Rolling
0: Stone thing for over a year <laughs> So we started this October last year and we've kinda of gone in waves with this. We do a couple and we do some, we go do some other stuff and do then we come back. With, um, which I, I kinda of like because we mix it up and uh, you know, uh but yeah, we're we're getting to the nitty-gritty of this thing right now, and uh it's gonna be very interesting to see uh how the next uh you know how how this this is gonna be I think this is gonna be very interesting for our audience today and Talking about these, and then I think the next show is going to be crazy.
1: Yeah, I, Coop, and I were talking before the show, and it's like, with the, some of the songs that are in this 50, because we only got, we only got, you know, numbers 50 to one left, right? So yeah. it's very, we're very interested, and we know what the top 10 is. I mean, I vaguely remember from when I looked at it like forever ago. Yep. But like, Coop and I were talking, like, what? For some of the songs that are in here, like that top fifty, is very interesting. Like, I wonder what's in there. Yeah,
0: and you know, and I think you know, I think a lot's going to reflect this refreshing of the list. And uh, you know, I'll save it for some of the final thoughts. I think what happened. It's not final thoughts today, but at the end. But I, my, my gut feeling is that the people doing this list are are very different than the people who did those did those other lists.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So I'll be very interested to see what the top yeah, fifty yeah, is like. Yeah. Um Yeah, and your Phillies, you know, do or die. Yeah, so if this they could if, the World Series will be
0: over by the time this airs. Uh we're on life support right now. Uh so as we record this, we are down three games to two. Uh with game six happening right after we record this show. Uh, meanwhile, the Philadelphia Union are playing for the MLS uh, soccer championship. They're down one nothing in that game, so uh, it could be a very long night it could for be a Philadelphia.
1: Long, long night in Philly.
0: Yeah, but you know, Dave, you know, I was Aaron just destroyed the Phillies after Game Four, so and he, you know, he was like, "This well, is the worst performance ever by a team in the World Series." And oh not, Jesus, but, calm he's not down! Wrong, but he's not wrong. The difference is. I'm telling you, that that world. it's going to be a black mark that's going to haunt us that that game four not getting they're getting no hit. It's unfortunate because they've played so most of the other games they played, they've come back, they've had heart. I mean, they game five they really played a great game and they just got beat by a team with more talent. Mm-hmm. Um, so so yeah, it's it's I have this strange feeling that we're going to be leading the game going into the ninth, and. Someone from the Astros gets a walk off home run and we really love Joe Carter all over again.
1: Someone I, from I the Astros say, gets it's a all couple, gonna happen. <laughs> gets gets a couple trash can bangs and there they go.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's um but it's been an amazing run. I, I can't uh, oh, yeah. if you asked me um Dave uh at the beginning of the year or, or even fifty games into the season, if we would be Deep into the World Series, a Game Six, uh, playing November baseball. I would have said you're crazy, and even at the Star Place, I would say you're crazy. And don't get me wrong, if if you the garbage we had to deal with with Gabe Kapler as the manager to to this, I mean, I'm so glad he's gone, Kapler, because this this is almost like redemption.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like the Astros had it all their own way, either. Like, people were picking a sweep and stuff, and they got... Oh, yeah.
0: you know, here's the thing. Like, we've played better than the Yankees have played, but that game four, we played worse than the Yankees did. (laughs) There's no way you can... But, I
1: mean, yeah. But, I mean, you never know. Like, that's the thing with uh, teams with big bats, Coop. Like, you always got to punch his chance, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's exactly the case. Uh, and that punch his chance thing is, is, is you know, Charlie Manuel, who's I love the guy, right? He's, he's this you know, he's a lovable guy. He has these little like yogi bearism sayings, and he said something along the lines like, Hey, if we get guys on base, if we could get hits, we'll get guys on base. And he goes, If we get guys on base, we'll score runs. And he goes, There you if we go, score, hey, if score more runs than the other team, we'll win games, you know. So, there you if, go, hey, we win, break it down. If we win four games, we're world champions. It's like that's that's kind of what. And it, it's so simple, but it's—he's not wrong.
1: <laughs> not wrong. I mean, that's the thing. Like in a lot of these games, really, you're just one big Bryce Harper swing away from like either back in it or. Yeah.
2: So you so always mar- got
1: a shot. You always got a shot. And, and he really, he really is a
0: what a special player he is, and and you know he is he has tried to put this team on his back all oh, several mm. times and um you just can't fault the guy and uh he is uh, i you know he's he's real i never thought it was going to work out as well as it has i thought at some point maybe there will be a meltdown with him in the organization but he's here four years now and he is he is got a chance to be one of the all-time philadelphia athletes when he retires oh yeah for life yeah
1: i mean regardless of what happens you have to be excited for the future of the team though.
0: Yeah, I think we have to make some adjustments for next year. I don't think we'll be the favorites next year. I think we can oh, certainly no. be competitive. Uh but I think they got to make a few changes. I think they're going to be a little more aggressive in free agency. Um they're going to have to be careful of the payroll as well. The payroll is high. It's the so, bats
1: Coop. It's you got those bats, man. You're always in it.
0: You, like I said, you do um but when the bats go cold, it's tough. Yeah, that's a problem. That's the problem. That's a problem. So that's why you got to have pitching, yeah.
1: But you know, I mean, it's it's like it's sort of like back to like late '80s baseball where it was like you had these big sluggers that were either they either hit a home run or they were out. <laughs> it was like yeah. one of the two. Yeah, and you know this series, you're right. I
0: think I actually said that to someone. It reminds me of those late, like those 1980s te- like yeah. types of teams. Um, exactly my feeling.
1: It reminds me of, because uh, being a Brewers fan when I grew up, it reminds me of Rob Deere from the Brewers, who was, like, <laughs> the size of a mountain. And, like, he's... He got, he he like, one 190, but hit, like, thirty a month. Yeah, that's right. Oh.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Oh, well,
1: well, good luck to your... Uh... Let's hope the facial hair continues. Well,
0: I mean, you know what? Let's get it to... Like, hopefully, this does get to a Game 7 by the time people hear this. Uh, oh, Philadelphia has never played a game seven in their history.
1: That'd be great. Yeah. So,
0: uh, it, uh, and then, um, I don't know what to
1: say about your, um, Packers, man. Oh, well, you know, I, I, I mean, after Aaron Rodgers did all his stuff, I, I gave up. I'm oh, like, uh, loses every game for all I care with that jackass. <laughs> like well, the... you know the thing
0: is, you guys are falling behind in the division right now, which is
1: oh yeah. Well, I mean between between him causing all the strife he has, and them saying like, hey, let's take our our best wide receiver, and just yeah. like send him. <laughs> like what? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what is going on. Uh, there. I think and
0: Aaron I... Rodgers. Well, I was saying last week, I thought Aaron Rodgers was hurt, and I think he's got some issue with the, with the one of his fingers or something. So, but oh, I, he's I got thought... issues, all right. But he's hurt. I mean, I told you. I mean, I'm not saying he's not on the downside of his career, but I, I the, he just looked hurt the last couple of games I've saw him play. Something doesn't seem right with his mechanics.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, you look at that Devonte Adams trade now. It didn't work out yeah. for anybody. Like, I mean, the Packers got worse. Right, right. Adams is, like hasn't been producing at all with Carr. Like, it really didn't help anyone.
0: No, We want to talk about another team That's that's worse for a train wreck The Raiders And the Broncos But yeah the Raiders are really a train The Raiders might be a worse train wreck than the Broncos
1: right now Oh see For however bad the Packers are I think the worst train wreck Has to be the Broncos With the amount of money they sunk Into that quarterback And then like what are they I mean what are they going to do Coop I mean they can't get rid of him They're going to get rid of the coach (laughs) You imagine yeah, I mean, he did not. The coach did not get a an endorsement. That's for sure. No, so they get a new. The guy they get a new coach again, and then they got what two hundred million dollars in a quarterback that looks done.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they do. They, their defense seems like it's come back a, a little from last year, but you know, when your offense ain't doing it, uh, and your no. defense on the field, your defense can look a lot worse than it is. Uh, you know, I, was I said I would have kept last year's coach, and uh, I would have. I think I would have brought Russell Wilson, in. I still would have brought Russell Wilson in. Though I don't think anyone faulted that Russell. You can't fault the Broncos on that one. Everyone, everyone thought that was a good trade.
1: Oh yeah, but I mean, now it looks... it, it didn't work out. Yeah, <laughs> the only like everyone thought Pete Carroll was crazy. Pete
0: Carroll must have saw something to make that trade. Okay, like, hey, let me get rid of this guy now.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a huge Gino Smith guy. Like, I think this is a bit of a mirage, but.
0: I do too. You but, know. you know, I did think when he was with the Giants that they should have kept him. And he started the game where Eli Manning's streak was over. He was. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah, 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 I said he was put into a terrible position to have to go and play under those circumstances because the coach bungled it. I would have stuck with Gino on the rod. I thought that when I saw Gino in games, I thought he looked good, but. I thought maybe he would be the successor to um and I've said that a lot I thought he was going to be the successor to Eli but it didn't work out like that you know it, it, they had to trade him after that
1: Yeah I mean what we were saying before the show too that like in the NFL it seems like there's four good teams and the rest are all just bad <laughs> like, Yeah I mean this I mean this year's football coup has been bad and I don't know bad, why. It's bad, like, I bad don't know coaching, what to chalk it up bad to. Bad quarterback play, yeah. It's been
0: bad. The The only thing that I say has been a little more exciting this year in football, not exciting but better, is that it seems like the running game is making a little bit of a comeback this year. Mm. It seems like the running game was completely lost for the last couple of years. Yeah. So I, I kind of like the fact we're seeing the running game kind of make a little bit of a resurgence.
1: I'm just... I just don't know why it's so bad. Like, it's just bad. Oh, like, like, you have oh. the, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the uh, Buffalo Giants are hanging in there, making things exciting. Uh, Dallas's defense is very, very good. And, yeah. And Dak's back. And, I, and after that, it's just like a bunch of. I mean, Minnesota has a good record, but they're just—they're beat—they're beating like the Lions and stuff in one-score games. They get the Dolphins when two isn't playing. Yeah. Like they, they you don't really know if they're any good.
0: No, you don't at all. You—the you know, Giants are not a six-and-two team. They're—they have a six-and-two record. There's a difference.
1: And then what the NFC South or whatever is what the the, the Falcons are winning it, which is yeah. Like, what? You, you know I gotta
0: say, and I know people laugh, but the Panthers are playing really good under this new coach Wilks. They have them, they yeah. have them playing hard. You know they have the quarterbacks out. Keep in mind, but they, mm. I'm telling you, they look they look like a team right now. And I think this, I think they, if they, maybe I think this new coach may be able to get through to Baker when Baker comes back. Mm. I think I told. Yeah. I said, "Give, give hey, this Steph, guy, give the Steph Steph coach a shot." For that. Yeah, give Wilkes a chance here. I mean, Wilkes is no nonsense. I like him a lot.
1: By I the mean, way, yeah, yeah. The, to- the, the, the Ravens know. are like, eh, like it's just like everything is just block. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, no. I know. I got to interrupt.
0: I got to interrupt. And then we'll get back. The Philadelphia Union just tied the game up one-one.
1: Hey, ba ba ba. Give me a minute, mark. Okay, let's get back to football. <laughs> oh no, I'll, I'll just make this really quick. But no, no, it's good. Sorry about that. I, like... I think oh, the concern, game? Coop, is is we're shaping up for like a very lopsided playoffs. It, you're getting, you're gonna get games like forty-two to like three. Stuff you, you, like that. You, you're gonna have it. It's like in the AFC,
0: you're gonna have it. it's Buffalo and Kansas City, is how it's gonna go. Um, the NFC, we could see something like Eagles and Vikings. Like that's yeah. how this is shaped. The question is, does any of those NFC West is, is Seattle for real and does uh, San, San Francisco make a run? Yeah. I, I think the Rams are done.
1: Yeah, Rams are done.
0: Rams are done. Um and Rams, I'm not sold Rams are on gonna the be eagles. Done for years. I'm not sold on the Eagles either. Not that they're a bad team, but you know what? They may be the best team of all the other NFC teams right now.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I mean the only other NFC team with a good I mean, you have Dallas, but you got the Vikings, who when they played them, they got like ripped, like twenty four six or something, and Kirk Cousins looked horrible. So you can't trust the Vikings playing a team that's like any good. No, you, yeah, you're right. And I mean, who else? And the, like, it's all it's the NFC East went from like the the doghouse to the penthouse coop.
0: Yeah, and you have like the divi- two. You you have the rest of the divisions look me- like
1: mediocre.
2: Yeah, like yeah. All like, those
1: the Bucks, if the Bucks sneak in, like, is Brady gonna do anything? Like, not really. I mean, they're not all that great. No,
0: um, you know, that NFC South. We just saw is, is probably the best team in there is New Orleans, but they got some injuries right now.
1: Yeah. So,
0: so yeah,
1: uh, I guess it's is San Francisco for real because if they if they have good defense and a great running game, like that could take them through the playoffs. You know, as much as I give our buddy Robbie Raz
0: crap about his manager, Robbie Gabe Kapler with the Giants. I've given him equal garbage on Kyle Shanahan, but I think Kyle Shanahan in the last couple of years has shown me he has developed into a pretty good coach. I'm not saying he's an elite coach, but he is a pretty good coach. Some of the things I've seen him do and game time adjustments and stuff like that. So so I I, I, I you know, I, I hope for Robbie's sake that the, the Niners make a nice little run this year again.
1: Well they should.
0: Yeah. I mean they they all they, they should they should have they You know, if the Rams didn't make all those, like, buy all those players last year, they probably would (sighs) have went to the Super Bowl, the Niners.
1: The Rams, man, I hope they like that playoff win, because they're going to be bad for a long time. Well, everyone said they they got rid of all their draft picks. They got rid of all. They, like, (laughs) sold everything.
2: Yep. They're going to be bad for Niners sold
0: a lot now, too, for McCaffrey. And, uh, you know, I told Rob that. I said, they gave up a lot to get Christian McCaffrey. Second and third round picks in the NFL are valuable.
1: So, yeah. well, they're win now, man. Like, I guess, I guess that. I mean, that's the thing with the Rams. It's like, well, do you want to get one quick now and then be terrible, or do you want to be like, I don't know, like, like the Cowboys or something, where you're always contending for a while and maybe you pop up and get one, but you're generally pretty, yeah, consistent. I mean, the Rams got theirs, but they're going to be bad for. Oh well, yeah, because they can't uh, draft anybody. They're going to be bad forever.
0: They're going to be totally. But, you know. I, I, I think, you know, and that's why you are hearing the McVeigh was talking about retiring young for a while. Oh yeah, you'd be a Year late on that. McVay? Come back and deal with. Why would he want to come back for three or four years and deal with this? Now nah, fire. Go do TV for two years, and then see if some team calls you up to take over. Yeah, I he ain't gonna that. I, I, I I'm gonna predict McVeigh does not stay past this year with the Rams. because nah, it, it, it's total rebuild. He's done it's, that already. He he's don't done do it. Again. Yeah. And, you know, guys take like coaches take a lot of crap for this. Like Phil Jackson, they said, well, he never built a team from the ground up. Like, well, if you're a good coach, don't you want to go to the best team and have the best? Yeah. You know, It's like, yeah. of course, you got to take the Lakers job when, when that happened. You know, like well, you're
1: not going to take on a reclamation project. It's no. Yeah. It's like so... it's like anyone. It's like anyone that's good at your job. If you're good at your job, you're like, hey, do you really do you want this like CEO yeah. position or would you rather start in the mailroom again? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, no. <laughs> like, no, exactly. I don't want to do that. Yep, yeah, exactly. Um, get into get into the show now, Coop. After all that, love the football talk though.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's like become a little staple of uh the the uh, PTJ show for sure.
1: I just gotta say real quick, college football, the big showdown. My bulldog. I'm a big. I'm a Georgia fan because my aunt uh, lives in Georgia. Right. Aunt Amy, shout out to you in in Atlanta. Um. Georgia halftime score against Tennessee, the big showdown. Georgia's up twenty-four to six. They're good.
0: They're good. Georgia. I mean, yikes. <laughs> yeah, I think they repeat this year. I think they're legitimately it, a good team.
1: Tennessee's number one. Yeah. Wow. That's a big score. I was not expecting that.
0: Yeah, I mean Tennessee's played. They beat Alabama. They're, they're improved. Uh, they're playing good, but you know the SEC is tough right now. You have your Georgia and Alabama, I still think are at the cut above everybody else um, defense, man. that defense But but Tennessee, I, I, tennis, this is going to be, you know, Tennessee loses this. This is they're going to be out of it in the east. So they probably yeah they could sneak in by not having to play the extra game. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. In the SEC, you don't have to play that extra game you could kind of sneak up. So they can use it to their advantage. I'm not saying they should lose. Don't get me wrong.
1: Alabama's done that once, haven't they? Alabama's done
0: that once. Alabama's famous for doing that. Yeah.
1: When they had had one loss or something, they snuck in so they didn't have to play that championship game. Yep. Yep. But this year,
0: Alabama got bumped down a lot more than in previous years in the polls. Like, normally they'd lose a game, they'd still be in that top four. They got bumped down a little more this year because I think there's so many good undefeated teams this year.
1: Yeah. And they might lose again. Like they might lose today. They might lose today. You're right. So they might. I mean, they might absolutely. make it all a moot
0: point. Uh, absolutely.
1: Because there's no way a two-loss team is getting in. Like I don't know who. No. You, I don't care who you are. No. But. uh... Yeah, and then of course later on in the show, I'll do a Texas and Oklahoma update for our brothers. That yep. Are, yep.
0: We'll have that as well. Yep. Because <laughs> you gotta have that.
1: Gotta have that. Uh, get to some music news. Uh, you can check it out at cigarjukebox.com. Email me at cigarjukebox at gmail.com. <clears throat> I forgot to put this in the original notes, but <clears throat> it's the uh, death of Takeoff Coop. Yep, I, Ooh, I, I that has been in the news for people that don't know the people that may not know Takeoff as like his solo artist name. Uh, he was one third of the band Migos, who I'm sure a lot of people know because they were huge. You know, still huge, probably, but they were super huge, like, four years ago. Um, and Takeoff was part of that with uh, Offset and Quavo. Uh, and they were all related. And, I mean, Quavo is was uh, Takeoff's uncle, actually, and other member. So their southern trap band, or trap hip-hop band, they really redefined the genre and were just huge. They, they've added a lot to hip-hop, kind of their... yeah. Their signature style, and they used some like vocal effects that a lot of people have done since then. Um, so they really sort of like paved the way for a new sound. Um, and it's just sad, Coop, like he got shot from all accounts as like a bystander of a fight that was going on outside this bowling alley in Houston. He was only 28. Yeah, that is sad. Yeah, that's very sad. Um, so, and that's, re- I mean, that was maybe last week and it's still people talking about it. Uh, there's a podcast I listen to called higher learning that they talk about it a bit and a little bit about, um, what happened and, and his influence on hip hop. So you might want to check that out. I know like NPR music has had a couple articles out yeah, that kind of do a good job talking about his career, but he was, he was like starting to record stuff. With Quavo, they were starting to do like a like a record, and that's why they were together. Quavo was there, and yeah, that's just sad.
0: This this some for this is the stuff that gives hip hop this bad this dark cloud sometimes, and it's a shame when this type of stuff happens. You know, these types of things
1: happen in it. I mean, well. I think the thing is too. It's just like it speaks to like, you know, how I guess. You gotta be careful, be just being around stuff anywhere, because if a fight breaks out, sure, there's a high probability there's sure. gonna be a gun around.
0: Yeah, and look, like you said, it's not you know I'm not pointing fingers, blaming anyway. It. It's just unfortunately this has been, you know, this stuff has plagued hip hop for so long. And it's 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 a shame. Yeah,
1: it's I mean, it's, it sounds like for for takeoff anyway, it was like wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, and it's just very sad. But his. Uh, if People want to check out his stuff. Um, the Migos, they're sort of the two biggest songs. Stir Fry is a big one, uh, and Bad and Bougie, which is probably the one that most people know. Um, is, is another song, two songs to check out of uh, of his. Yep, of, uh, t- of Takeoff. Yep, yep, check
0: those out. You know, I'll mention too, like we were just talking about this right before this, we recorded, put the recording on. Uh, there was another death. This, this is not in the show notes. Um, Aaron Carter has passed away. Uh, he's like the singer turned rapper. He he came up through that whole Backstreet Boys and Um Biebs. I think he's very much tied to the Biebs in a lot of ways. Um, he was only thirty-four years old, and the word is he died drowned in a bathtub. Um, oh damn! Which uh. You know, and I should say, Carter and Bieber weren't friends. These just they were actually rivals. But you know, he had a problem with pills and stuff, Aaron Carter. Like, yeah. So you know, you know, you gotta wonder how that happens, and uh, it's it's a shame he's got a young son. Um, <sighs> you know, he had Aaron Carter. He definitely had his fans. He had songs. I want candy. Uh, Aaron's party, come get it, and you know the cover up Iko I think was really good that he did. So sad, sad story uh, out of the world of music with him as well um and you just for both of these you pray for their families here this is this is these are guys that that were talented and too young to be taken from us in both of these cases oh yeah 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 28 and
1: 34 man
0: yeah that's young that's young Mm. um that is yeah that's young that shouldn't happen yeah
1: Mm. yeah it's a hard transition but to move to more pleasant news you had a Taylor Swift note in here, Coop, and I love me Taylor Swift. Well, so. Taylor Swift has made history this week.
0: Okay, okay I read this yeah on the Billboard Hot one hundred in the t- yeah. she is occupying every spot in the top ten.
2: Ooh,
0: that's so, a shock! By the way, it, it's a shock, and it's but it's not a shock. And so Drake almost did it a few years ago. But Taylor's got a new album out. And now the way Billboard, that they have changed. They, one thing I, I uh, respect on Billboard is they changed the way they calculate the number, you know, the top songs. They yes. are now incorporating uh, downloads, streaming yes. downloads in there and streaming. Okay. So in addition to airplay and sales. So as a result, like you don't have to have a single out. It used to be you had to have a single out. It had to be played on the radio and it had to be sold. Now, yes, it's that's not the case anymore. So it's look, don't get me. I'm not minimizing what Taylor Swift has done. That is still an amazing. Look, think about all the music that's out there to still yeah, do yeah. that. That that shouldn't be minimized. But that would have never. Like, if the Beatles were around today, they probably would have did it four or five times. Is what I'm saying.
1: It's sort of like um, it, it's it's like Beyonce's new album Renaissance. Yeah like there was i think it was the top 50 every song on her record was in the top 50. yeah and i was like and because with taylor's album like with her album it's not like a typical pop record so it's surprising that it's getting so many downloads in the sense that like it's not really it's not your traditional pop record but it must i mean people must just it's just the the brand i guess and people loving the record so
2: yeah kudos yep, to
1: her yep kudos um So yeah, great record by the way. Yep, and then the
0: the way it used to, now it's not like usually now the way it works with the Billboard is the songs tend to come out high and then get bumped. Yeah, and then uh, it used to be the other way around. You'd kind of move up the chart because you get more airplay. Airplay is such a big part of it, and maybe sales would catch on. But now that's no longer the case. So,
1: and she did a she did a Beyonce where she didn't release a lead single. She just dropped the record. Yeah. Which is um impressive. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, so Bruce I thought... oh, go ahead, yeah, yeah. sorry. yeah, no, so I figured you'd be interested in that, yeah. Tay, hey, we're gonna talk about Taylor yeah. later. but you got Bruce. Bruce, Bruce is on the line. B-
0: not 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 a big story, but Bruce was at the World Series this week in Philadelphia. um you know, so supporting the Phillies on, um, you, Bruce. So, so good for Bruce. Uh, you know, people, Bruce is more sometimes associated. You know, I know he's associated with New Jersey, he mm-hmm. tends to be something more associated with the northern part of New Jersey, but that's not really not true. Uh, it's all of New Jersey, and you know, this the stadium is just quickly over the bridge. So it was great to see Bruce out at the game enjoying it. Um, and uh, he wasn't wearing, I thought he was wearing Phillies gear when I originally saw it, Ooh. and I, I was looking at a wrong picture. He, uh, Oh, I I, at, I got distracted when they showed him on TV and stuff like that. Um, but no, he wasn't. But he was wearing a baseball cap, and he seemed to be enjoying himself out there. So, so good job by Bruce. Uh, you know, getting on your go, Bruce. Yeah, yeah, go you know, to World Series. I want Bruce to grow a Bryce Harper beard. That's what I want. Yeah, I mean, Bruce. Bruce is going to be. We're going to be hearing
1: a lot from Bruce next year with the tour. He's like, okay, okay. Now this is, and then we'll move on. But. He's like, what, 77? He's had what? Uh, he's done final tours the last three tours. Like He's unstoppable, Coop. I think he's a old, robot.
2: I, guess I think he's older. an android. I
1: want
0: to say he was a little younger than my father. 73. He's 73. My father was 77 when he passed. So 73 I don't think he's is a not a young... Being. 73 is not... Look... <laughs> Look, look. Here's the deal. He's not like the Who going out there, okay? Bruce is still doing a full. Like he doesn't like Bruce.
1: No. four-hour shows anymore. He's still giving it a hundred percent. still like two. I yeah. saw him here. What? Seven years ago. That's I saw nice him here. Citizen years, yeah. In his in his quote unquote last tour, <laughs> he's done two tours since then. But he played. There was no opening act. He played for like two and a half hours. And did an encore. That's insane. Totally. And totally. he's putting out new music. He's unstoppable.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's doing that whole soul music thing, which I'm, yes. you know, pretty excited about. Yeah.
1: So good on you, Bruce. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah, he is pr- timeless. Yeah. Um. And I was going to write a review of the of Taylor Swift's record, an album review that had to wait till next week because Coop. Rihanna is back.
0: Yeah, I know. It's like uh, we we you I, big news.
1: She listens to the show, obviously. Yeah,
0: and listen to Dave. Get some new and music like, out
1: there. She's like, for the past two years, Dave has put me down for needing new music. Here he goes, bang. We're gonna talk about it later. New music, but this is all all signs point to a new record she's got a new single. She's doing the Super Bowl, all points to a new record in 2023. And I am very excited.
0: I know you are. Yep. So, it's uh, great. Def- oh. and by the way, anyone's going to pick on Dave for like a Mariana for, you know, watch, they're going to have to deal with me, okay? Because, because, uh, yeah, because uh, Rihanna's going to be doing a Super You know, I said, remember we talked about when I said the whole thing with, I said, she's got to have something coming out. If she took that Super Bowl thing on. Yes. She'd yes. It's crazy not to, right? No, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and then Mary J. put out
1: a record. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't think that's that's unusual anymore. And I, nor, I don't have a problem with it either, by the way. It's a great oh. way to kick off. Great way to oh, kick yeah,
1: off. Promo, or oh, part yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Beyonce did that with Formation. Yeah. Uh, which we'll talk about later. But yeah, uh, but yeah lots of music news. This well, I got one I more. Say, I got one. Oh, go ahead. Go I, ahead. Can I give you one more? Yep. So, this one, Dave, is
0: is right up your alley, and we we, we didn't go. have this in the notes. I should have put it in there. Here we go, Dolly Parton.
1: Here we go. Okay, so Dolly
0: is going to be getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame this month. So her induction is yes, happening. Yes, she is. He yes. has said she's going to do a rock and roll album.
1: And
2: oh, she's
0: committed to doing the rock and roll Covers? album. And she's remember that's what she said. Yes. and she's putting the olive branch out there for Robert Plant and Jimmy Page. That would be good. Uh, Ro- if anyone Robert- could do it, it's Dolly. If Dolly can't get them in the studio together for this album, no one's. going I to- could do at least a track. I mean,
1: I, I think it's Robert. I, yeah. I think Robert Plant. It. Robert Plant, I think, is a very good call by Dolly. I mean, Jimmy Page is amazing, and he'll be great. But, but Robert Plant is is exactly. I mean, think of the stuff she did with Alison. He did with Alison. Yes. Cars. Yeah. Yeah. He's it's done amazing. great stuff with Alison Krauss. Right. He's done stuff with Patty Griffith. Yeah, he can go country and folk quite easily and do it really well. So I think that their styles would match quite well. And then just Jimmy Page just hitting a guitar. I mean, what's worse? You know, what could be better than that? Yeah. Oh. It's still, it's still
0: like a wish. It's not happening. Yeah. But she's put the olive branch. She's went public on there. Yeah. So, so I think it's great news. And what, what are they doing? Like, what are they up to? What do they
1: got going on? Yeah.
0: They haven't they haven't performed together since two thousand seven, and they haven't been in the studio no. together since two thousand one. So yeah, yeah. I think uh, they did
1: that that Page Plant tour, which I went to. Yeah, which was amazing. By the way,
0: I think this is great that Dolly's really make good on that commitment to put out a rock album. I, I think hey. this is. I think this is great news uh, for all music fans. On this, so I'm I'm pro Dolly putting out anything. Yeah, but At I think it was, I think she really uh, you know she was very sincere. I think when she. Withdrew her name. She was very appreciative when she. St- I I told you she was still getting. I didn't think they were going to. Oh yeah, no, they weren't. And doing that. um, you know, now I think she says, "Well, let me put out a rock," and I think she's going to do a good job on. It. I really do. Sure. Even if I mean, even, she,
1: even if the page and plan are not. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she put a record out this year. Yeah. So yep. she's uh. Yeah. She's ready to go. Oh, but, I didn't know that. That's great. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna turn it over to you for cigar news. Yeah, I'll exciting. just give
0: a little update on the whole. Crownhead uh saga. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, so just a few things that have happened. Uh first up that Crownheads is starting to look they're starting to work with a new factory uh for them. It's called Noxa. Um and they yes. moved Lip- they moved Lip- there and now they have a, a limited release called Azul Yoro Oro coming out. Yes. Uh, which is kind of a tribute to the Johnny Walker blue label. So there's a whole story with that where I guess John Huber and Mike Condor went to Nicaragua and they had a guy named Gustavo Cura uh, showed him around. And Gustavo now owns the Noxa factory. And if the story is they gave him a bottle of the the Johnny Walker Blue and he never opened it, this guy Gustavo. So this cigar is being done in tribute to that because this is another cigar coming out of Noxa. And by the way, if you're not familiar with Noxa, that is where Saka's caritas are being made.
1: Yes. I've heard of Noxa. Uh Dapper
0: makes their stuff there. It's, it, Noxa yes. is a Noxa is a solid factory. Oh, well, that's solid a news, factory it is. Yeah. Under I think it's one of the most under the radar factories in Nicaragua. Uh this was a great move by Crown Heads. Good move.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that new cigar too.
0: Yeah, yep, yeah, I'm sure that's going to be one we're going to have to get a, a, our hands on. Um Osgoner family cigars, which uh Tim Osgener's partner on Crown Heads, he's made a comeback. He's moved his Bosphorus line, which was coming out of the uh Pachardo factory. He's moved that over to uh EPC in the Dominican Republic. And oh, okay. it's being reblended. So right, okay. uh, and I'll be honest, I thought it was a the Bosphorus did need a little more work. I, I just think that cigar mm. wasn't all there. So you know, obviously, things are going south with the whole Pachardo and stuff, mm. um, let's move it to guy who you know has a, Ernie's. Obviously, got a great track record. He's done great stuff for Crown Heads, mm. um. So, and then the saga still continues on uh, Ace Prime, Luciano Cigars, and the Pachardo Factory. That's I think they're still yeah. at odds with that. Um, Ace Prime's taken on distribution. Not Ace right, Luciano yes. Cigars. Excuse me, it's taken on distribution for a company called ATL Cigars. Yes. Good cigars. Good cigars and good people. I'm going to say that. Uh, I, I've gotten to interview those people a couple of times, and they're just good people to have in the industry. So, again, kind of not finger-pointing here or anything. I'm glad to see the ATL cigar people get some love here. Uh, and they're also going to be minority owners in Luciano Cigars. So um, stay tuned for more of that. Mm. Yep. All that's right. That's cigar news. Yep. I mean, uh...
1: Let's review the week, Hoop.
0: I saw this one, um, and okay, I can talk about this. Uh, the, you, did you see the review they wrote? What I think particularly Seth wrote. No, oh, so this uh,
1: is so we're talking about the Baca, Baca Hunter yeah, Gatherer, yeah. And I just saw the video. I didn't read the review.
0: Okay, so but you heard you heard the you heard what they said about the size of that cigar, right?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. So we
0: when we were in PCA about three or four years ago when this came out. Skip was really generous. He gave us the whole line of the cigars, one of each vitola to smoke, and we all had the same opinion at the compound when we were smoking this. This cigar is average in the, in the small size, but really yeah. shines in the in the, the longer and fatter sizes. Yeah. And I think this review is a reflection of that.
1: Yeah, and that that sort of uh, I heard that from you. I heard that from Surgeon. Like that was yeah. sort of a common yeah. And they love, yeah, they love it. Yeah. Um, the limited, na- I put the limited nature of tobacco stinks in the sense that, like, you know, they they sort of go quickly. You know, that's Skip. Did you see that there was a post that Skip put
0: up this week about making a Pennsylvania Broadway version of the Cro-Magnon? I did see that, and he was I, smoking I, a
1: sample or something.
0: And I, I haven't talked to him on this, but you know, I have two questions: Is this going to be? Now no more Connecticut Broadleaf on it on the, on the Cro magnon Or is it gonna be a Pennsylvania version of the Pro magnon I, I don't know. I mean I think Skip can make it work with the Pennsylvania. I don't think that's the issue. Um Is
1: it the does he use that on the um Whiskey Rebellion?
0: Uh no, that's a Habano wrapper, but I think okay. there's Pennsylvania in the blend. Right, 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 right. Okay Yeah, I think there's Pennsylvania in the blend with that one is is what it is. Um so the uh, but yeah, you know, it's interesting. The uh, the scores for the BACA um were all over six for developing pallets. Oh, yeah, led by Aaron gave it a 6.0. Uh, Seth gave it a 6.77, 7. and McTavish gave it 7.17. So they had some yeah, high scores with this one.
1: The McTav loved yeah. it. Um, I'm just trying to see. Yeah, I mean, like I had trying to think. I got that um, what was it? I got the the uh, Weasel Fest cigars one year from Mike at Hustler. Was kind enough to get a box for yep. me and send it over. Send it over without the box, which I appreciate because <laughs> the weight really helped. Um, and they had a baca in there, but it was like those. There he he did all four by sixties. I think it was. Um, or yeah. four and a half by sixty. They would, uh, oh. yeah, they would. Oh. Uh, yep, the short one. Yep, that the Neanderthal in that size. The there's like the C three or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. The, the that four by four and a half by sixty for me for for Skip is just like the it's like the size like in all the blends like that for me is the size. So him, his four and a half by sixties. Those cigars are incredible.
0: Um yeah, and he did like I said, he did the whole sampler of that thing. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, really uh I thought it was really uh I, I liked I liked Great. that thing he put together there. Um by the way, MLS uh championship tie at two now. And we're getting True. into the late minutes of this thing, so
1: stay let's tuned up. Yep. Come on. Um let's get the cigars, Coop. Yeah. We'll Part of the show is what do yep. you uh spoken?
0: Um, I went, um, like kind of we were talking about crown heads, uh, I went with the uh Angels Anvil TSA
1: nice. That's 2019,
0: a great yeah. Um, you know, I I like the Angels Anvil ones better than the uh, the ones that have come out the last couple of years. I, I think they, mm. I think, but I think the Angels Anvil has been a solid series for them. Uh, oh yeah. This was a 90 rated cigar on coupe So it was a you know in, my, in the the Coop world 90 is not a consolation prize. It's a it's a very wow. good score um and uh yeah, I mean I, this is a this is made at Ernesto Perez Creos factory. Uh and it's got a Brazilian Araparaca wrapper on this thing. So mm. I am normally not a fan of Brazilian Araparaca because it's something a very pungent... Uh, like, if I looked at this blend, okay? Brazilian Araparka wrapper, right. Sumatra binder, and filler Nicaraguan. Take the Nicaraguan filler aside. Araparka and Sumatra are like two of my least favorite tobaccos. <laughs> but right. they got it to work here. It's really good. So well, I
1: love uh, the whole Angel's Anvil line, and then they yeah. did the Lost one, which is very good. Yeah. I, I think
0: the, the Angel's Anvil is better than the, lost, than the Lost Angel, but that's just me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the
1: line is great, though. Oh, I do love the Angel's Anvil.
0: Yeah, oh. but this got some. This got a little for Crown Head cigar. It's a stronger cigar, too. Yeah, and it's in the medium to full range. A little
1: bit, but of really, there. really
0: good. Uh, some nice, some nice uh, dark chocolate notes, some wood notes, uh, a little bit of pepper it's, it's, it's a nice cigar.
1: I got the uh, the other Asylum 7 by seven. You're going back 17. to the well again. Because I look at my humidor and I'm like, when am I gonna have the time to smoke this thing? And and uh, I'm like, the show is perfect. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So just have. I mean, it and it's a great cigar. Like it's yeah. creamy. It's it's got enough of that grassy note of the of the um candela that if you're really like candela's like I do, you get enough of that. It's just really good. It smokes extremely well. I believe I that mean, was also blended for the 70
0: that size too.
1: I mean, I'm not a, a big like six by sixty that's kind of the biggest cigar I'll go and even then it's like only certain ones. Except for yeah. the torch of course, which is a four by seventy. But I gotta say, like I'd be really interested to try some other asylums that are this big because this cigar smokes very well. Yeah I mean um asylum does a good job with their with
0: their cigars, uh the big ring gauge ones. Uh the barber have you had the barber pole?
1: No. we'll
0: have to get you the barber pole the ogre um, they they do an ogre, which is a barber pole, habano, barber pole, I mean, habano, candela, barber pole, and, and they do it in various sizes. I think the seventy the best size. They do a robusto. I, mean, I don't think the Robusto's is as good as the seventy. Uh, I mean,
1: I'm I'm far more open to smoking more of Asylum seven by seventies if they smoke like this because this smokes really well. Like I, yeah. the draw's great, construction's great. Like a, it, it doesn't go out. No, it, it's, it's very good. good. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think they do a good eighty. I think the eighty, the ninety, I have smoked the ninety. It's just too—it's too, it, too, it, too big. It's too big. Not that's a bad. Well, it's just not meant to be smoked. It's something like that's no. not meant to be smoked. It's Like the femur. It's like the femur, but it doesn't you can't fit the thing in your mouth. I mean, that's the problem. <laughs> As big of a mouth. But no, I, it's
1: yeah, yeah, but no, it's good. I mean, to get to get through all that tobacco to get a good draw and everything, it's quite impressive mm-hmm. to be honest.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. But no.
1: But I figure, yeah, got the show perfect. Yeah, it's good. It's good.
0: Uh, So, yeah, uh, we were definitely. And then, by the way, there's no connection, I think, with either of our cigars tonight with no. the Rolling Stone list. I I, I was thinking, well, uh,
1: I don't know. Yeah, I, I had nothing. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I got speaking nothing. Of rolling, <laughs> speaking of Rolling Stone list, let's get into it. Let's get into first thoughts. I'm going to. Yeah. Let's have a couple. I found this 50. So uh, we're back to foundational bands and foundational songs. Like, we're getting a lot of our themes leading into this. We're like, where 70s rock is getting pushed out, guitar, bass rock is getting pushed out. Well, here's where it all got pushed out to. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: lots of lots of good 70s, like 60s bands in this. Um, get, Getting back to the classics, like, this is like sort of. I guess what you'd expect on a Rolling Stone list, like the era, I guess, but, um, and, and to Coop, and we'll get to this. I was surprised at some songs were here and not in the top 50. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which was surprising. I mean, what did you, what did you think? Like just initial thoughts on this 50. Yeah. We're
0: getting into the nitty gritty of this thing. So, we're getting to the point where we may not see some of these artists again on the list, right? And, yeah, and wonder, yeah. So we are. Is, is this artist going to have this song or another song? Well, now now it's getting tougher because there's less and less spots. And I agree. There were a lot of songs in particular that I, when I picked these, they're like too low. Why are these? Why are these not in the top fifty? Or well, there was one that fell from the top ten to like uh, number eighty-nine, right? So That's it's pretty like crazy. It's pretty crazy. Um, and I, but I think that's a reflection of the voters. I think there's a different generation of voters with this now. And I think that's mm-hmm. why, uh, and, I, and that's, that's why I think this exercise is appropriate, but it still doesn't make sense to me. Right. Cause I can't believe yeah. you will vote early gone. Um, so yeah, there were a lot. And then there is one song that was in this top, this, this 51, 100 that I just, it was, was kind of like my landslide.
1: Oh, uh, and I picked it,
0: and Dave picked it, and he's gonna get yes. One it is, I think he knows which one it is. I think. I think. Mean,
1: he... I think. Mean, I know. I mean, I've narrowed it down to a couple.
0: Yeah, when you know it, say it, and then I'll I'll jump in it. But you know, um, and, and I'll give my reasons why. Uh, again, landslide wasn't a bad song. It's not the song. It's how does this get where that song was placed? Is is just? I'm flabbergasted. <laughs>
1: flabbergasted. <laughs>
0: All someone, right. Someone feels like he's gonna get red carded the way they're playing. They're playing aggressive.
1: Whoa, cool. Yeah,
0: yeah they're Play playing ag- dirty. Well, I mean, they're playing aggressive is what i will saying. Um, I'm oh, borderline dirty, but <laughs> but borderline. Uh, I love yeah, it. Yeah, uh, but we're in, we're, in, we're in extra time now, so uh, uh, injury time.
1: Ooh, injury time. Two
0: two two two.
1: Seth, yeah. you're, you're uh your uh your students need to pick it up, my friend. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, they're not looking good. Yeah. Uh so let's let's kick it off. Let's kick it off Coop. Kick us off with your uh your first one here. We're looking Yeah. From- um
0: this was a this was a uh surprisingly it's the first time this band has landed on this year's list. Uh the band is the Bee Gees. The song is "Staying Alive and it's at number 99. Um uh, yeah. It's too low. It's but it was up from 189 in 2004. Right? Wow, oh so I think, yeah, so yeah, and I, I think this may be it for the Bee Gees. I mean, I don't know if we're gonna see another yeah. Bee Gees song. Uh, look at this, is an iconic song. We talk about um, track ones, this is a track one off the Saturday Night uh, Fever soundtrack. Uh, it's an iconic song, mm-hmm. you know, it's got that beat, you know, where um. I think it's worthy of a top 100 song. I think it's more worthy of a top 50 song, in my opinion, because I think the impact it had on a generation uh, growing me growing up. I mean, that song was just it was the fabric for a long time of just those songs that, like, define the late 70s. And yes. it, it wasn't a bit. It, the funny thing is, it's not as much of a disco song as you would think. Like people associate it as a disco song because of the, but it's not really a disco song. Um, yeah. but they, they had it when they played it in the dance clubs, they really had to do a lot of remixing to it to kind of get it to be a danceable song. But I think it's a solid song. Um, I, tell you, I just think it was too low. Um, I, you know, 99 again, I think this is certainly one of the B G signature tracks. Uh, but I'm glad to see them up from 189 as well. But I, again, I think this is—I think there's a little more kindness towards voting to disco artists, and we'll talk more about that as this goes on.
1: I—I'm surprised it was not in the top fifty. I have to be honest. I'm not saying it um, should have
0: been top ten, but I mean, I—I I can see this as a 42 or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Just because of how iconic it is, you know. It, it had such an influence that this song propelled the whole Saturday Night Fever soundtrack. On top of that, yeah. Um, If you so, watch yeah. the movie and Fever, This is the scene where he, he goes to Lenny's Pizza And he's eating the pizza down the street And he's going to get the paint cans and stuff It sets the tone for a movie That defined the late 70s I think there's a lot of impact And that's why I think the song deserved to be a little higher I think it had a lot of impact culturally mm.
1: No I agree with that Um Petty Smith Gloria is my first pick I thought this was low too I thought this was low too I could see it. I mean, I, I, I think it should be in the top 50. Um, It is probably one of the best rock punk songs ever. I got to see her play it live two years ago, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, When she did, she was touring that whole album and it was amazing. One of my top concert moments is seeing her do this song. Uh, Cause she's still got it. She's still punk rock. Um, has the line Jesus died for somebody's sins but not mine is the most metal rock punk line ever (laughs) i love it (laughs) so this is i mean this is off of horses this is sort of like i guess her most critically acclaimed record this is sort of the cbgb days with her um so yeah so just a great punk song i mean she's sort of seen as like the the mother of punk music uh, so yeah, I would. I mean, I thought it would be higher. I mean, higher than ninety-seven anyway. But then it's hard because almost all the songs I picked, I'd be like, "Oh, this could be higher." So, um, no, I'm just. I just. I thought it would be a bit higher, but it's a fa- fantastic song. It it is, it is. Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree. Really, uh, like I said, really
1: laid the groundwork for a lot of women in rock and punk music moving forward. This song.
0: Yeah. Um, I know Patty Smith has been on lists, other incarnations of this list. Yes. Like I know Dancing Barefoot made, made it on mm-hmm. one of the older lists. I don't think it was on this one, though.
1: No, I mean, I can see that. Uh, yeah. It's a great song,
0: though. Love yeah, song. I agree. Yeah, I think it's a great song. Let's see. It's your coop.
1: Oh, here we go. All right. I'm going to leave room for you to just l- lie, lay into this song.
0: All right. So uh, we're, we're talking about the Beatles. And uh, the song is Hey Jude.
1: <laughs> and and
0: it is at 89.
1: That is unbelievable.
0: Now, it's unbelievable because this was at number eight in 2004. And, you know, Dave, I, I, I looked at this, right? I tried to look at this a little analytically, right? And I mentioned, well, obviously these new voters aren't getting it. And I go back mm. to when we did Battle of the Bands, right? And the Beatles simply yes. didn't cakewalk to the title. They got eliminated in the mm. final four by Led Zeppelin. Mm. And and I wonder if there's just something getting lost with the Beatles now, with the generation we're in. Could, Could be. I I think the Beatles documentary, the 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 Get Backing helped a bit. Okay, I think it did. Right. yeah. But I, this was done before that documentary. Keep in mind.
1: So, so but I wonder yep. if
0: something was getting is getting missed with the Beatles. Why they're why
1: they're falling. So, do you think? If this list comes out after the documentary, this would have been higher? Yes. Yeah. Right. Now,
0: the Beatles will still have a lot of songs on this list. So, all right. They had uh, My Life was at – In My Life was at 98, and Yesterday was at 72. Oh, so they not, so as so of great. now, they have nine songs on this list, They, um, which is what you would expect. But Hey Jude was probably Ooh. always the highest-ranked Beatles song. Is there another Beatles song that's going to be top ten? Is what we got to see right now.
1: Well, yeah. I remember when we looked at the at the list long, long ago to talk about it in music news or something. Mm-hmm. And I think you are going to be more disgusted <laughs> when we get to what <laughs> Beatles song actually <laughs> ranked highest, uh, and you compare it to this song. Okay, I don't know which this...
0: one ranked highest. That's why. So, uh, I think it'll be. Uh, flabbergasted. Okay. I mean cuz Hey Jude is a Mount Rushmore Beatles song. Oh yeah. Um yesterday is pretty close <sighs> to a Mount Rushmore Beatles song. I don't get to say how yesterday ranks higher than this one. I I, I don't. It's yesterday but yes all these three songs belong in the top 100, right? But I mean, but yeah, I just yeah. don't understand the the pecking order here.
1: I'm just going to say Keep in mind all the Mount Rushmore Beatles songs when we get to the next, the final block. Yeah, and <laughs> you find out what the song is.
2: Yeah,
0: it, it, it's it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's. I'm trying to. I, I have to remember what we went through so far. Um, I mean,
1: I'll, I'll get. I'll, I'll. I'll. I'll say this for me now. This is just for me, right? The Beatles song that that ranks the highest isn't only not a Mount Rushmore song. It's not only like it's it's it it's at the back of the line waiting to see the Mount Rushmore. <laughs> like that's that's where I think. the song right, goes.
0: don't uh, I don't want to know, but yeah, I'm actually putting together like a stat sheet. We'll go through at some point after we're done with the list, like artists that made it, decades that made it, um, things like that. You know, we'll kind of look at that. And I think I think one thing we really have to go through is songs that should have been on this list that weren't. Yeah,
1: mm, yeah, like that yeah I mean th- this is definitely the Beatles block like they got a lot of songs in this block but um
0: yeah I agree
1: and they're all good but
0: yeah Although hey Jude though is is look I've been to Paul McCartney in concert and there is nothing like Paul McCartney when he does hey Jude I mean, he's has the Beatles doing but he gets the whole crowd involved with that song and I'm not normally a big crowd participation guy. But when I hate when he when he does hey Jude and he engages the audience and look he even got Vladimir Putin uh to try to engage Vladimir Putin when he, Vlad. When he when, yeah Vlad right so uh but the KGB guys were into him I mean it's KGB Vladimir Putin's KGB guys were into hey Jude I look at the song again that's a song that seems like it's trans transcended um transcended time but when they had that number eighteen in two thousand four I think that was around the time McCartney was touring Russia. So it's mm. kind of interesting. Again, I think sometimes the times could have something to do with that.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um
0: shock. I'm just shocked it dropped to eighty-nine and it was behind yesterday. Oh yeah.
1: That's surprising. Mm. Um we will we will revisit this conversation next next uh I can't wait. I can't wait. Be, we might need to clear the whole hour yep. for uh for yep. that. But yep. um I pick Whitney Houston, I will always love you. Solid. This belongs here. I think this is. It's ninety four. Right. I think it's, I think you could argue it's one of the best covers ever made. Um, if it's not, it would be right up there. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of any other. Any other? I mean, there might be some other covers, but I mean, this is. Dolly loved it. She loved this yeah. cover. Uh, love the vocal. It was. It was. Um. It was uh what's his name? Kevin uh
2: for, Kevin the, for the bodyguard movie.
1: Yeah, it was costas idea to even have it. Yeah. Like yeah. it was his like, we need to cover this song. And it's an incredible vocal. Dolly loved the vocal on it. She thinks it's an incredible version. I think it's an incredible version. The vocal <laughs> on a coop is unparalleled. Like it you is know, like, you, you can listen to the track. Yeah. Um I don't know what some some Uh, show some uh, YouTube show or something does it, and they just isolate the vocal. Yeah. And it is unbelievable. Unbelievable. You know, um, you
0: talk about albums that got Grammys, okay? Um, The, probably the most controversial album of the year um, was when the Bodyguard won the Grammy for uh, Best Album, right? Now, to understand it, I, I I don't I don't agree it should have gotten the album of the year. Uh, I think it's really hard. However, mm. Whitney had some good songs on there, and oh, it was, yeah. she had another cover on that album um, of Chaka Khan's "I'm Every Woman," which is really good. Mm. Yeah, but I was shocked that this album got um, got album of the year. Um, it wasn't a great year '92 for music, but there was there had to be better than that. So. <laughs> Yeah, because again, it seemed like it was, it didn't seem like a very cohesive album in the end. So, mm. and it was just a lot of different artists. Well, I mean,
1: it's a sound, it's a soundtrack. Yeah. You know, what I mean? it's a
0: soundtrack, but it's a good, and it's a good soundtrack. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. But yeah, I would. Yeah, I was surprised.
1: But uh, Whitney Houston, I
0: think underrated. Yeah. Personally. Yep. Excellent. Uh, but in one thing, you made a point. The voice, her voice, is incredible on this track. Oh, I, yeah, it, it, it is. You. you you can like or hate the song, but you, you got to respect the vocal on
1: that song. Oh, yeah, so good. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I had to pick that one. Yeah. Um. Now you have it. This is a sort of a deep cut for me. Like, if you say this band, what's in the top, you know, hundred to fifty? I would not have picked the song. I
0: just, I'm just sitting here. This is a song that actually was at eighty six. Uh, it's the fifth song by this band on the list. It's the Rolling Stones. And The song. Oh is wow, tumbling. Rolling
1: Stones! It must be like "Painted Black" or "Give Me Shelter," right, Coop? Right. Oh, but wait. it's not.
0: But it's not. <laughs> it's "Tumbling Dice." What? What? This, so this is a song in 2004 that was 424, which, <laughs> which I would argue in 424 was too high. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so this is right. one, this is one of my songs. How did this even make the list? Okay, but this is my rant. This isn't my rant. Oh no! I'll tell you. No, my,
1: you'll get that when I say there's my, a wor- there I is a wor-
0: there is a worse one. Okay, but this is bad. This is probably the worst of the one. And I picked this one because I don't understand it. Uh, where is give me if Give me Shelter's not in the top fifty something. But I don't understand how this song mm. kind of move like again. If we talk about another generation of voters, how does this song move up? What I what is Cap? What what made this song better? Where's sympathy for the devil? You know, I mean, where is? I
1: mean, uh... I see. See this coop. Uh, frozen, but I'll talk just in case. Uh but this coop, yeah. I think, You hear, me? You hear me? your. Oh yeah, okay, it goes right? to your voters' question. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Um think this coupe goes your voters're like I bet there's like two voters that are like you know what deep of the Rolling Stones is really good tumbling dice let's get it let's get it on the list did, did, I just wonder it if doesn't someone, make any sense I just
0: wonder if someone called the stones and said hey uh we want to make a
1: deal we want to put this song like how did, uh. and they're like what song what we didn't we never recorded a song called that what are you talking about yeah
0: it didn't. It to me, it didn't make any sense here. Um, I actually. Have, I don't I've, know. I've been tracking um the songs that have made it for the Rolling Stones so far, um, and I'm just yes. gonna kind of read you Big the one. Stones, uh, yeah. list,
1: Big stones. Yeah. Big stones. Stones. uh rivalry.
0: Yeah, it was, and and the Beatles are winning right now, but the Stones had painted black at two thirteen. Uh, wild horses at one ninety three. Jumping Jack Flash at one forty four. Okay. The Devil actually was on the last list. I forgot 106, right? And then tumbling dice. And but how many? What? I could just you you could rattle off five or six Rolling Stone songs that should be ahead of maybe more. You Before I get dozen. I could
1: the whole t- the whole Let It Bleed record. Should the whole be more Bleed. Of dice. Oh, uh, miss you. I I would yes. oh, I would even, love in vain.
0: I would even put one hit to the body ahead of this song. Oh wow,
1: <laughs> that is uh, that's uh, a tough talk.
0: I'm, I'm, I know I'm reaching it, but my question is now: uh, Does the status with satisfaction and give me shelter? Yes, like oh. that's the question. I, I don't it, get it. Be, they should just they should just if, if satisfaction and give me shelter does not beat out tumbling dice, they should just retire. They should just retire. They should give Rolling Stone just throw it in magazine, and this is a
2: magazine namesake
1: I, magazine. On top I, of that, I don't get it. I don't I mean it must just be Like I said there's a couple Voters that are like oh that's my favorite Stones like deep cut let's put it on There I don't (laughs) Get that I don't get it I I I mean at least landslide like People heard
0: of it like what is this Yeah but that was That was pretty bad that was even
1: worse But (laughs) like if I was to Go (laughs) up this is bad though this is Pretty bad but if I was to Go up to even Stones fans right and I'm like, yeah, you bet you better love that that number eighty six song, Tumbling Dice. They'd be like, What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, uh, anyway, that's bizarre. Um well let's go to a song, a rock yeah. song that um is very well known. Yes. I think might have you could argue has one of the most famous guitar riffs in music history. Yep. Should have been higher. Should have been higher fifty. Agree with this one as well. And that is Guns N' Roses' "Sweet Child of Mine" at eighty-eight. Yes. So not as good as tumbling dice, apparently, but but um, good nonetheless. Not as good as tumbling dice. Not not as, as to something. Well, dice. no. Hey
0: Jude wasn't as good as tumbling dice. Okay? <laughs> hey Jude was not as good as tumbling dice. All right. Oh man. <laughs> uh... But yeah, I mean, we got to do album
1: archaeology on this record.
0: Appetite for Destruction. I, oh. I, I, actually agree, thousand percent. Uh, I
1: will add that to the list for sure. Um, Slash is a god on this track. Yeah. it is just, it's the best guitar riff ever. Yeah, o- other than maybe some Eddie Van Halen riffs, but like, or or some some riffs. It, but...
0: it belongs in those iconic guitar riffs. It is. Uh, you know that whole uh, you know Paradise City on I mean, that uh, album too, but uh, yeah, I I think this. W- I mean, I wouldn't have had a problem if this was like 55, but
1: this is a little oh, yeah. low, I think, for this song. The problem with this record, and it comes out at the same time as another song we'll talk about, but I think the, the issue with this record why it gets lost a little bit is it came out, it was huge, and it was sort of a, a really fresh look at rock music, like guitar-led rock, but then. Like you know, within two years, it was swallowed up by Nevermind, and people forgot that it ever existed.
0: It, it did, and then I think you know the whole November Rain thing. Well, great track, that album just didn't the the one two you, you know the Illusion series didn't yeah. work out. Yeah. I think for them what like they wanted.
1: But this this album is a is a debut record. Type Construction yeah. instruction. Is, oh, so
0: it's incredible. a great it's a great. I mean, and again, you took the you talk about impact, and this kind of really put like L.A. rock. This was like oh, the, yeah. the LA oh, Rock yeah. scene at this point. Yeah. As much as Van Halen, Van Halen, I think, had moved away from the LA Rock scene. This kind of went a little more back to the LA Rock, rock roots with this one. It was
1: like them and then like Dr. Feelgood, I think, came yeah. out around this time. Yeah. Very LA Rock. I mean, like, I think Welcome to the Jungle was like, we ha- I picked it for the best opening tracks. Yeah. Like, number one. Oh, ones. absolutely. Absolutely. It's a great record. I, I think Sweet Child of Mine should have been higher, but it's a great song. Yeah. Oh now, coop, you get to a song that does deserve to be here.
0: Yeah, and I think perfectly <laughs> positioned. Um, I think and, you want to argue it's a little higher, okay? But yeah, I mean, it did better than Tumbling Dice, so that's good. But that's good, and it is better than Tumbling Dice. Um, but it, it, the artist is Amy Winehouse. The song is "Uh, Back to Black." Uh, yes, Amy. That this was like a, this was a really good track. It's it's kind of that um. That jazzy type of thing. Amy's vocals really shine on this is really this is Amy's first song on the list, too. Uh, yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. And I think this is her first time on the list, period. I, you period. Know, I, I don't know if she's right. on the 2010 list or not. Mm. Um you know, my big question is, is Valerie hit the top fifty. Is my question on this one? Um, I'm inclined to think no, just from there's a limited really? space. But but I really like this track and... in you know, it really showcases Amy Winehouse as a as a, an unbelievable vocalist. Died way too soon for us. Um, yes, I think she's gonna go down as our this generation's Gianna Stoplin. Kind of yes. like, what could have been. I see that. Yeah, what could have been with her? Um, because I really think, had she lived in a, you know, if she was living now, I think she would be probably at that level of like Taylor Swift is. I really <laughs> do. I think she'd be very, you know, or you know. She, I think she could have been close to him I don't think she would have been Madonna But she could have been at that type of artist we were talking about mm. um, I don't think a lot of people appreciated her Amy until she passed away Including myself Yeah, I'll put myself in that, that waves as well
1: um, No, great track It's good to see her on the list I almost have a different take For you on your question of Valerie Where I think this being here I think it's almost Valerie has to be in the top 50 because you have to have it on the list, don't you? I would think
0: so. I mean, it's probably going to go into Mark Ronson, though, not Amy. Uh, uh okay. I think it's technically a Mark Ronson track, but I mean, had, I mean, it would be the Mark Ronson version. I, I Valerie has to be on here. I yeah, think so? I think it's gonna be so. I think this, I just think it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it
1: wouldn't surprise me if it's if it's not, but because I think I think because I think what would surprise me is like if it doesn't make the top fifty, you're like, oh, maybe it's not a top fifty song, but then it means it doesn't make the list at all. Right, it would then, be surprising. Yeah,
0: I'm just double checking. Was she on the list before? I don't think uh, Valerie has been. I don't. I want to just double check that. No, no, Valerie was not on the list. So, Back to Black is the first one of hers on the list. Mm. So, a uh, little, little surprise. Yeah, uh, but I think about 79. I'm fine with the placement of this one.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think I think, for me, the more interesting thing about this track is its relation to Valerie, and if that's going to be the top, yeah, or not, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is a very interesting question yeah. that you have there. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a Prince song just barely better than Tumbling Dice, just one spot up at uh, eighty-five. Uh, yeah, and this one deserves to be where I think this is also about right. And I'll be interested to hear your thoughts on this coup But this is one of my favorite Prince songs. This is Kissed. Um came out after what was it? It was like the oh, what's the name of the soundtrack? It was or not it was uh, in the movie It was the... the
0: it was the parade album, which was the soundtrack yeah, under yeah, yeah. the Cherry Moon. Yeah, under the Cherry Moon, yep, yep, yep.
2: Yeah.
1: Um I like how it's very stripped back. Um it has that good Minneapolis. It's got kinda every for me, it's like a song that has everything that you I like about Prince in it. You get the like the dirty the funk, the dirty synth, that Minneapolis sound. Plus you get that amazing falsetto and just like the sexiness of the track. Like sort of everything the, the, I love about Prince is in this one song, and I just love this song
0: a oh, lot. Oh, it was it a was number one track for him. Uh, it was probably the song that saved Under the Cherry Moon in terms of anyone having interest in it, right? It uh, yeah. wasn't a great movie. Um, wasn't wasn't as bad as Graffiti Bridge, but it wasn't a great movie. <laughs> um, and it I don't know how this song really fit into the movie though. Either it was mm. it, it kind of, but you know who covered this song really good, Tom who? Jones. Really, didn't know. That. I wouldn't put Tom Jones as the Prince version. I mean, this aco this is kind of an acapella plus song. I call it. It's, it's yes an acapella vibe, but it's not acapella. If that makes. And sense. he'll just. He'll just lose it. He's
1: like, wah, wah, wah. and I just love. I love the song. Coop. It's so good.
0: It, 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 it is. Uh, it's so you know. Again, we're looking at this list right now, right? Um, and I've been, like I said, I'm tracking who's been on the list. Prince has gotten on. Uh, he's with, a few, hasn't he?
2: Uh,
0: he's gotten on with a door. Right. He got on with a door. He got on with Little Red Corvette. Little Red Corvette. Got yeah.
1: Nineteen ninety nine. That's three. This purple
0: rain. This on here the yet? This is the fourth. Purple rain's not on there. Dove cries not on top that, yet. 50. and Dove cries not 50 on that. Surely,
1: yeah,
0: and and let's go crazy. Is not on it. So he could. There could be three more. This they is the print. There could still be potentially three more print songs. There's um, gonna be
1: at least one. There's gonna be at least one of those songs in the top fifty. Surely,
0: I would say two of the three will make it. Well, and they're all Ooh. Purple Rain songs that will make it. But I think two of the oh, three yeah. make it. Um, and one of them gets bounced. I don't see Purple Rain getting bounced.
1: No, no, no. No, no, I don't see.
0: I don't see, it, 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 and if they did, Matt Ty would probably uh, basically go nuts.
1: I refuse to to be in a world where Purple Rain doesn't make a top five hundred list because that means it wouldn't make the list at all.
0: Yeah, it, it, You know, I it, and after we had the show with Matt, when Matt went through a lot of that song, right? I, I appreciated that song a lot more after doing that show we did. It's, it's and Matt's gudgy. analysis on that song, so, yeah. I mean, I, it's got to be close to top ten, surely. It's got to I mean, be. I, I can't remember if it is or not. I mean, but. if there's a song that Prince is going to comp- compete for the up, I think Prince is going to get a little more love with the passing. With his passing. Mm. Um. So but good. but yeah, I mean, I, does Dove's Cry, or Let's Go Crazy, has to be on there too. It's oh yes, if, yeah.
1: I forgot when Dove's Cry. Oh. When those Come
0: on. the most commercially successful song he's had.
1: Um, so I'm coming to the U.S. in December. Yep. And I'm hanging out with Coop and the How About the Cigar Brothers. Yep. And I'm going to Target and I'm going to buy the Target exclusive purple vinyl of this record of uh, Purple Rain.
0: Yep. You need to do it.
1: I am going to do that and I can't wait to do that. And I've already ordered myself a colored vinyl of Taylor Swift's Midnights. (laughs) So I'm going to be picking up a lot of vinyl vinyl in America and I can't wait because Target has a lot of exclusive colored vinyl that I'm going to buy.
0: When Custom sees all the vinyl, Dave comes back with his cigars. (laughs)
1: This is gonna be all vinyl too. I'm not even clothes. I'm gonna leave clothes behind. This is gonna be vinyl. <laughs> and gonna yeah, he's like, uh I don't need new I can wedding. buy new
0: clothes. I don't need new clothes. Uh oh, yeah. I gotta, yeah. you know, throw, throw cigars in there too. Uh
1: I have a, I have a suitcase full of vinyl and cigars. Yeah. That's fine. Yep. Um. Oh. Now you have an artist that I wonder if it's gonna hit the top fifty.
0: Okay. I, is it I this, think is it, so. Is it this one? Yes, I think I, he will. Um I think this one will as well. Um and the artist is uh Johnny Cash. Yes. And the song is I Walk the Line. Um I think this is only the second song that Johnny Cash has hit with. He had Ring of Fire at 201, but this is at 76. Um way too low, way too low yes. to this song. Yes. yes this yes, is yes. This is a song that ranks number one on overall country lists, like that's right. All right. And it was at number 30 in 2004, and I can argue that was a little low. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, like I said, when you see the best country songs of all time, this song is usually up there, is what yes. I'm saying. Um, and like I said it was at 30 in 2004, so it went down, um, you know, but when it was 30 in 2004, that's when Walk the Line movie came out. and, By the way, I loved Mm. Joaquin Phoenix's cover of this song. I mean, I'm not saying it was Johnny Cash by any means, but it was a very no, but
1: it was still good though. It was
0: still very good, but but yeah, this is, uh, yeah. So I mean, so he's got Ring of Fire and he's got Walk the Line. I
1: Walk the Line. What would be the other song you would put in there? See, here's okay, and this is just me thinking of a Rolling Stone. I think in the top fifty, you're going to get one of the songs off of the American series. That. Series of those five, uh, oh, is it four or five records? Five, was it? Yeah, uh, by Rick Rick Rubin. Lots of covers, lots of like really incredible covers. Yeah. But it's a very sort of like Rolling Stone hipstery period for Johnny Cash. And I think you're gonna get a song off of that. I could see that in the top 50. Like maybe get, Hurt, Hurt,
0: Hurt, possibly. Oh, uh, uh, Folsom, Pros and Blues. Maybe. Yeah, you can
1: get. You could get "Cocaine Blues" might be there. "Folsom Prison Blues" might be there. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah "Cocaine Blues" is a good song. Yeah. "Folsom uh, Prison Blues" is a great song. Yeah. Highway Man. So you could get one of those. I mean, I, think I would you say need- I think you're right.
0: I think "Hurt" or "Folsom Prison Blues" would be the t- would the ones to look for. Well,
1: it's just that that Folsom Prison album is held up as one of the best live albums ever made.
0: I don't know if they're going to put a live song on here, though. That's why. Yeah, that's a thing. But, and, and the thing I go back is, but her, but again, I Walk the Line is usually ranked at the top country song. So it's yeah. curious to see what they do with this rolling See, show. that's
1: that's why I think they're going to go the American series, because that's yeah. more like rock, quote, unquote, yeah. than country. Yep. Um. So I think, I mean, and I don't know. Like, Coop and I, we looked at the top 10 a long time ago.
0: Yeah, I and don't so remember I don't, the cash there is what I'm saying. I, we
1: didn't I don't remember the top fifty. So it might or might not be. Yeah. I, I just think that if they are, it's gonna be it's gonna be something off of the American series, I think.
0: Yeah, and just so people know, when Dave and I went what started this exercise when the list came out, we, we, we looked at the top ten, right? And then we we said we're curious to see what the rest of this was. Hey, let's do some a show. It turned out we we're doing a series of shows. <laughs> And we said we're gonna go into this cold each time we do this, so we don't yes. know what's on the list. But we do we 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 glanced, I wanna say, at the top ten. I mean, I'm yeah. not gonna say I'm surprised when we get to number one. I'm I'm there's no, not no, gonna be a no, no, surprise. No. We know what number one is already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think it's more interesting to see where, particularly outside that top ten. I think I think eleven to twenty are gonna be the most interesting one mm. songs because that's where we're gonna see some surprises. Because we we I think the ten will probably remember those at that point.
1: What I'll be surprised in is the thing we've been talking about the whole time along this series Mm -hmm. is like since it was redone, what new songs or songs that weren't eligible for the list originally because they came out later have bumped songs out. So I'm interested to see what songs post the previous list release time have made it into the top 50. Uh, I am too. I am too. I'm excited to see that. Um, now, I had one of the best covers ever made, mm-hmm. and you, you can argue that this song uh, is the original, but it's also produced some of the best covers ever made, and that's Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah at 74. Yeah. Um, love Leonard Cohen. Great track. Is amazing history of this track. So, J.J. Kale is the guy that covered it originally, and mm-hmm. then Jeff Buckley covered it. Yep. But JJ Kale, I think he saw Leonard Cohen perform it and they contacted Leonard Cohen and said, I want to cover the song. Can I do it? And he said, sure. And he sent him 17 pages of lyrics, Coop. Yep. For, for the song. Some of which he never used in it. So Kale actually p- picked lyrics in his cover that aren't in the original, that are on this like 17 pages of, of lyrics. So. It's just a. It's a great song with a great history. I love the imagery and the songwriting in it. Leonard Cohen himself is a very excellent songwriter, very poetic in his style. Um, I mean, straight out of that singer-songwriter like, uh, genre. But, uh, great, great song. Love it. Uh, seventy. I think it's fine. Um, it's a very influential song, but it's hard to sort of see like should it go up or down. Um, I'm all right with where it is. It's a. It's a great track. Um.
0: This song, just so you know, in two thousand four, was at two fifty nine. Really? Yeah. Um, I wonder why I it went up so much. I wonder why it went up so much. I think that was a little low for that song. You mm. know, that was low for that song. Um, I don't really have a, a problem with this. Then. I don't have a problem with this one at seventy four. It's a good. This is a, an iconic version of this song.
1: Oh yeah, it's been used a lot in. music. It's been movies, used a lot. And this is and stuff, this so. is the
0: signature version of mm. uh, you know uh, his. I wonder if Leonard Cohen's death a few years ago maybe this possibly gave, gave it a little more. You know, hey, let's you know. I I don't think there's a sympathy vote when someone dies, but I think no. what happens is there's a people start reflecting a lot more on the music.
1: Well, yeah, you, you It's music that you might have taken for granted before. They really yeah. listen to. Yeah.
2: Them. I yeah. mean, there's
1: other Leonard Cohen songs like Suzanne. And uh Bird on a wire. I like better. Yeah. But uh but I but the, I can't you can't argue that songs like musical no. impact. No, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I guess like I, I think in 2004,
0: it was certainly way too low. Yeah. But uh I'm okay with where it was. This is about right. Yeah. You know, it's it's a uh, at least it's ahead of
1: um tumbling dice. <laughs> tumbling dice. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh... Yeah, I mean it's hard to think of a post-tumbling dice music world, but <laughs> yeah, here we are. Um, yeah. now your next artist is interesting because we we haven't had a lot from this artist, have we? Really?
0: No, we haven't. Um, and I'm really surprised. Um, and I, Do you think I don't people...
1: know. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'll let yeah. you go, and then I'll, I'll
0: ask. Yeah, I'm. I am surprised. Um, that's what I'll just say.
1: Um, for sure. I mean, uh, I mean, I'll let you go. Yeah. Let's talk about the song, and then I have a broader question about this artist.
0: Okay, I think this is only the the third song by this artist, right? And and I'm wondering if this is it, right? Um, the artist is Elvis Presley, Uh and the song is "Suspicious Minds" at seventy. Um, so this in my opinion, this is an Elvis Mount. Like go back, this is Mount Rushmore song for Elvis. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was great song. It was such it was a different type of Elvis song. It was one that came in the in the later part of his career. Um, And it was really he he um, he really I I just it was almost like a a bit of a comeback for him in a lot of ways with this song. Uh, It was a deeper Mm. song than some of the other stuff he did. I think this was way too low as well. I think this is top 50 material. This was number 91 in 2004. Um. So yeah, I I uh, I think this is a fantastic song by Elvis Presley. But you know, I wonder is in the ghetto a uh, hound dog? Do, oh. you, do we see those songs? You know, and and I and I couldn't argue if those songs are higher than this. But but mm. but this is uh, I I uh, I'm a big fan of it. This. this is my favorite Elvis song. So little low, I thought it was top fifty material in my book. Mm.
1: Now, to uh, so the question I have so uh, another death in music recently is jerry Lee lewis who i was surprised was even alive to be honest he was like 90 something yeah um that we forgot to mention the music, music how do we forget
0: bring... the? we'll have to talk about jerry next time because we did we, we yeah. left jerry off there's a lot we need to talk about with jerry by the way
1: but i was oh yeah but yeah. i was gonna bring him up i was gonna bring him up here yeah uh, go ahead. yeah go ahead with this song is that so jerry lewis recently passed away you think of him um you think of chuck berry you think of um of uh, those the, those really foundational artists, Coop, and Rock, the rockabilly, the, yeah, they're not getting a lot of love. And do you think they're just being taken for granted? Like, I mean, I'm trying to figure out why, because they're so found. Foundation- Is it just that they're going to be a lot of them in the top fifty, or do you think like these voters have sort of moved on? Because like, because like uh, because like uh, Billy Holly, like you know. Uh, you know, Little Richard, like a lot of those guys, they've come up, but they've they really haven't had much of a presence. So, do you? I mean, what do you think? Oh, with that, I'm in
0: agreement with that. Uh, In fact, this is only the third Elvis song. Um, we've only seen one Chuck Berry song, which is uh oh, I'm sorry, two Chuck Berry songs. We said Promised Land and uh, Maybelline. Um, so and this is so Chuck Berry's. I mean, Jerry Lewis, um. Great Balls of Fire was, I think, two fifty eight when I just looked at this, uh, which I thought was a little low. Not that's my favorite song, but but you know, Jerry Lee Lewis was the guy that should have been the superstar here.
2: Yeah, well, he, he, had, had
0: he was the fast playing piano player. <laughs> yeah, he had the energy. He had the drive. Elvis goes into the uh, goes into the um army. So Jerry Lewis really should have taken that mantle. And Oops. He, he marries his <laughs> teenage cousin. I mean, bad move. Bad move. I mean, and, and but he should have, I mean, and he had a couple of times where he tried to come back and stuff. And but yeah, it, it's but you're right. These, these, there's that sector of foundational rock artists that are really being put to the side on this list right now. Yeah,
1: I, mean, I yeah, not pioneers, not the foundation, but I'll say
0: pioneer foundation pioneers. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, yeah. And blues artists as well. I mean, if you look at the foundation of rock music, it's these rockabilly guys that took, you know, you could say appropriated because they didn't, you know, cite the, like they didn't cite them correctly, but uh appropriated blues music that really laid the foundation for everything that's been on this list, like, since. And those blues guys, and they're not getting a lot of shine coup. No. Uh- I don't they're kind of like just passed away. They're just like, Oh, they're over there and we're just going to do rock now. Like, I so I, I, it's like those foundational blues and rockabilly guys. I think are really getting shortchanged on this list. So
0: there's a song that I don't think has been on the list yet. And here we go. Okay. So this, and this is, in my opinion, the song that really defined, um, defined rock. Um, I'm trying to just double check if it made the list. Has Rock Around the Clock made this list? I don't think so. I'm just looking. Let me just check one more thing. It it, it has made past list. No, it's not on this list so far. And it was at 159 on a previous list. It's rock Around the Clock is considered the the song that began the rock era. It it mm. bro- it moved into the rock era. It was the, it's considered the first rock song. Um, how is Rock Around the Clock not been on this list so far? I mean I it's know. I mean one hundred fifty nine I think is about where it should be. Maybe a little higher, but but a quite I mean and I just get this feeling we're not gonna see that song and that's part of um that's part of this. I it just seems like the a lot of these the newer artists, the guys who have suffered have been the these fifties and sixties guys who really laid down the groundwork for us. With,
1: yeah, the the blue the the original blues artists, there's been some blues stuff, but there's been some some uh... Some BB King I know has been on the list. Some like mm-hmm. uh Muddy Waters has been on the list. But yeah. I think I think the main casualty from all, from the newer songs getting in are these sort of foundational blues and early rockabilly guys Yeah, that have been sort of pushed out. Yep. Which is unfortunate. But, I agree. Um I agree. Hopefully we'll see a couple tracks in the top fifty. But uh it'll be interesting to see. Yep. Um no, I agree. No, By the way, still 2-2 in the MLS Cup, so just everyone
0: knows. Yeah, it's,
1: yeah and bef- before I get to my song, I just want to express my heartfelt uh, condolences to Seth for Oklahoma Oh, what
0: going, happened? Down to, going down to Baylor. Oh, come on. The Tuna's it's having a, tough, a rough year. Tough year for Tuna, man. Oh, it's been a disaster for him. I, I, I mean, think I think he can live with, with Baker and the Panthers being bad, but with Oklahoma—
1: and the Oklahoma, coach bolted man. on him
0: the way he did, you know. And I, 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 I wanna get
1: the, Yeah. I'm gonna I wanna do a whole show with just music to tuna that he can listen to and just soothe himself. Yeah, you know that's a good show to actually get soothing. He's music. a he's a he's a good man. He doesn't need to be treated like this by Oklahoma yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and Baker.
0: He it is better.
1: But I wonder if that's
0: why um I wonder if that's why Lincoln Riley bolted, saying he knew his team wasn't good and he didn't want to go through a season like this. I, I actually am really wondering that now.
1: I see. This is just me, and we'll get back to the music. But like, I have a lot of uh, skepticism and disdain for college coaches because yeah. they will sell recruits everything, and then as soon as their teams look like they're going to turn, they are out. Yep. And, and yes like, and I like. I'm not normally a fan of
0: Dickie V. Okay, in basketball, right? Yeah, right. Um, but Dickie V, makes a he says, Look, if the coach leaves, they should they the, the players should be allowed to do automatically transfer and play next year. And and, oh, he, yeah. and I think he's a hundred percent right on that. If the because a lot of that is coming in, hey, come into my program here. I mean, so I, I think Dickie V, I normally don't agree, <sighs> d- agree with him on a lot of stuff, but I agree with him on that one.
1: I'm I'm putting a public call out, I want Seth to come on the show, and all we're going to do is talk music drummers and Oklahoma football. Like I really yeah. want his vibe on what's going on in Oklahoma. Cause he is so diehard Oklahoma. I want his, I want his, uh, his view on things.
0: Yeah. I, 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 it is, it is not good. It is rough. It is rough for him. Yeah.
1: Like do you, yeah, I got, I got, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to him. I'll, I'll send him an email or something. I'm wondering what he thinks of the whole coaching thing.
0: Yeah. I think he, uh, you know, I think he's obviously really just in Lincoln, but, uh, because,
1: you know? it just killed that program. Because he left, and didn't he take some recruits with him? I he
0: might have. I, that much, I'm, I'm assuming. he did. In the transfer
1: did. portal or whatever.
0: You gotta wonder if they did, yeah. But God, uh, it's just you gotta give the new coach another year, though. It's he oh yeah yeah, had, yeah. Had, oh definitely. he didn't have yeah, a recruiting yeah. year last year. Yeah, yeah. But
1: holy cow, he scored! Get it, get it, Coop. Did you win? Uh, or is there still injury time? It's still, it's still injury time. All right, hey, but you're up. You're up. Are you up? We're up That's three to two.
0: There
1: we go. Holy nope. cow. I
0: may have a championship coming after all. <laughs> holy cow. <laughs> they are going nuts in Philadelphia. They just said they, they they're active, they're playing in LA, but there's fans at the at the stadium in Philadelphia and they are oh, going crazy. Yeah. They're on the field watching the game. Yeah. Wow, what a go what, what a it. goal this was. Yeah. This was just an absolute holy cow, so. All right, so yeah, that was a good time to break from the list for a second, and uh, that's a good lead-in
1: to my song. Yeah, Beyonce Formation. Now, is this the one that you're gonna rant, or is it my next, my no, one of my next ones? It's not this one. Oh, I know which one it is then. <laughs> it's not. This it's is not a bad ne- track. I think it's a little high. I think it's a little high. Is though, it? But... Is it? Is it the next one? Yes. Oh, coop man. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I have. To, I have to, there's
0: some background. Why am? That. That's all right. That's I'm all not right. knocking I... your taste in music, by the way. It's, 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 I'll say it's me, not you. Okay. <laughs> I knew it was
1: one of these two. Anyway. No, this one is not bad. I mean, it's a little high, but but not. Bad. Yeah, I think I agree. It might be a bit high. This is Beyonce's formation. Yeah. Um, this this is good lyrics where,
0: in this song, yeah.
1: Yes. Well, this is where Beyonce really moves from. Like, her album before here, her self-titled Beyonce, was really about, like, her and, like, her identity and gender and sex appeal. And, and she's moving now into this track, Formation, and then much of Lemonade and, like, her subsequent music and on Renaissance and stuff. She takes on a lot more social issues around race, around class, also around gender, and she's sort of like blending them all together on her records. She's taking those issues more head-on. Um, this she can This sort of ushers into a more like hip-hop era for Beyonce, where she's like rapping on tracks and stuff. Um, and this this song is firmly rooted in like the issues around Katrina, the issues around. Police brutality, the issues mm-hmm. around black identity—it's like firmly, like I mean, she performed the song at the Super Bowl halftime show, where all where where it was like all these women dancers were dressed up as like Black Panthers. <laughs> it's just like like you can't really hide the the message of her song when you do that, um, and just totally killed Coldplay's uh, halftime show. <laughs> it just took yeah. the whole thing over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I, like, like with Coop, like should this be this high? I don't know. I mean, maybe it'd be it had a big impact like... when this song came out, though. A big... Oh yeah, it's a great song. Right. I mean, maybe like in the '90s, it, you know, I think it deserves to be in the top hundred. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a pivotal moment in her career where she's shifting from more of a pop icon to now just like social issues, just a musical icon more generally. Um, and sort of sort of her song sound moving forward kind of really shifts with this track. And it's yeah. on another album that we should do an album archaeology on, and that's lemonade, which is just incredible. yeah, yeah I knew I knew that one was coming to you. Yeah.
0: Oh and yeah. I, I know but... you picked the next album Archaeology, so uh you have some good candidates. Oh. Hoo, hoo, hoo.
1: But yeah, it's a great record. Uh, yeah. oh, we yep. gotta do lemonade. It is crazy. anyway. With well, this, is, uh, like I, said, I think this like the only
0: reason why I have a problem with it at 73 is I think s- this song was only out five years since, uh, and it had a big impact, but I, I so it hasn't kinda, been a lot of time, has it? It hasn't had a lot of time, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, that's but it's not, I don't have a, I don't think this was, this was not a problem, this is not a bad song.
1: No, but I mean, I can see what you're saying in that, like, I guess I mean, your point is really good in the sense is that, it better like, than this,
0: Hey Jude? Does it belong ahead of Hey Jude? Though? I mean, that's does, what it belong, com- does it belong ahead of Tumbling Dice? I'm I mean, OK that's with it ahead question. of Tumbling Dice. <laughs> I'm only going to get it, Lance.
1: But I think your oh, point no. Oh, no. Equalizer. Equalizer. They just. L.A. just
0: tied it up. Oh, what? The- cool. Nothing comes easy for Philadelphia. Shut oh. it
1: down, Philly! What are you doing? Oh, sorry. Did they do penalty kicks, or do they just keep uh, well, going? I think it's when I did penalty, penalty kick kicks,
0: phase, it was coming, I think, yeah. Oh, boo! This is this is what this, every time we just can't get a break, Philadelphia. Oh,
1: yeah, like boo! Just, what a um, game! What a game, though, this has been. What a game! Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Um, no, but uh, I think your point is a good one, and I think. Sort of along your argument, do they? If they put this list out ten years from now, is it like higher? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think that I think that's a good point.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I don't think we'll see another list probably till 2030 at the earliest. No. With this. No, no.
1: Yeah. No. But you know, I, so, I I get your point. Like with a bit more time, does is it, it get a bit higher? Higher. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I think there's certainly. I think certainly. Uh, I think some of the things that happened in 2020 and 2021 might have fueled this yeah. one. Yeah, and I can yeah. understand that. I can understand that too. It's not, that's not a knock. Yeah. Um, love your next pick. Love it. Oh my goodness. This one is another one. That's, that's too low. And I don't have, I, like this is, this is chic's good times. Mm. Uh, at 68. This song. Had such an influence on the music landscape for the forty years that followed. That bass line in here, that line, that you know, it it, it its one of the most sampled songs of all time. It uh, it's a great song. Um, and it really, you know, when 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 the song came out, like we thought of Chic as this ensemble type of band, right? Mm. And really, what it came out is Nile Rodgers. And Bernard Edwards, uh, who the guitar player and bass player, respectively, they became really known as kind of superstars and, and great mu- musical talents. You know, in terms of putting a song together like this, I, I was shocked. David, it was, it was at sixty eight. I mean, I could argue this is top thirty. Um, it had yeah. such an impact going forward. Uh, I- I'm just I'm blown away. Um, it's you know, and it's definitely uh you know. It's definitely, it's, it's even I, I just look at it, it was the most sampled song in music history, according to some research that was done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, they, like I said, I think it's a song that stood the test of time. It came out in 79. It has a little bit of that funky vibe with that R&B vibe in it. Uh, but again, this was a Niall Rodgers, Bernard Edwards written and produced song. And I think they came out of this and like, this is what would learn to launch their career into songwriters and producers following this. I think this song kind of people said, wow, look at what these guys did. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and by yeah, the no. way, by the way, you know, Rogers said on this good times was inspired by Hollywood swinging.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. I can see that. Yep. I Which I don't think that. made. The, I don't think. And I, by the way, I don't think Hollywood swinging made the list at all. Just so you know, that's another. No. Yes. Yeah. Not that it's a top hundred, but Hollywood swinging, you could have put it in like the three to five hundred range and belongs there.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, now now let's get to the song. Coop's gonna blast. But I, uh, I picked so Tracy Chapman, "Fast Car," number seventy-one. So for me, I I talked, I was talking to my wife about this song just recently, and this song, it, it I, I love the song. I think it's great songwriting. I what shocks me about this song, Coop, is how well it did. Right, so this is comes out in 1988. This is the same year as *Appetite for Destruction*. Right, mm-hmm. on the on the Billboard list, you have uh, Rick Astley, you know Linda Carlisle, *Faith* by um, George Michael, *Need You Tonight* in excess, and then this song goes triple platinum in the UK, sells 13 million in the US. It's number six on the billboard, and it's just like a guitar folk song. And I'm like how – this song still confuses me into how it did so well in the, like, general music landscape, like how it did that. And I don't know. I think for me it's just like wh- – what I say is that, like, it shows that, like, if you do really good songwriting and you touch – a nerve that people must have felt at a time, that idea of like feeling trapped and wanting to break free, which is sort of what the song's about. Um, people connected with it, and they bought it. Now, is it too high? Probably. But the song still amazes me with, with how well it's done and how much people connect with it. When you look at what was released around it, it's bizarre. And now you're going to just destroy it
0: well just for rip st- it. for starters it it moved up from 167 yeah and by the way just you know we're going to penalty kicks it looks like here um so uh dave when <laughs> when there's a song in the top 500 did i turn the radio off when this song, oh ooh, man right how does this get on i mean look there was a folk revival there was a folksy revival in like 88 and we saw. I, I I never understood this song, Dave. I I never ever I never, I, never got for you. I Never got I I never. And this song, just you know, so just you know, this is. And I'm gonna go back. This is more me, okay? Mm. Well, I suppose landslide. I don't think is is me, right? <laughs> oh, so, This song got like major. This song, Tracy Chapman had a ton of Grammy nominations. Right? She had, like, I
1: think it was like three or f- was, four for this.
0: He had six on this album though but, albums, okay right and and only one one so that was that tell you? yeah they I, I, I I just don't get it I I don't yeah it, it, now you here's the thing you're right people connected with this song there, there's no question about I I just it is it's not inspiring to me the, there's better folk songs that came out during that time you know Suzanne Vegas stuff Luca is so much better mm. like this is when Suzanne and I think Suzanne Vega had a lot to do with that that folk resurgence in the late 80s I, and Suzanne Vega and me blitz is Tracy Chapman in every every aspect here how does this song mm. is the one to get it uh I don't know I just uh and it was a top 10 song it was so it had definitely rating um but uh I, I Tracy Chapman never really had any. Would you consider Tracy Chapman a one-hit wonder? No,
1: I would not. Just it's because, hum- well, Revolution on the same record is very, very good. She had a follow-up record that did all right. Like what I, I mean, I, I would see a one-hit wonder as someone like that has one song and then doesn't chart anything at all. So she had, she had a, a follow-up record that was good. I mean, it never made the same heights as this. Yeah. No, she won three Grammys that year. I'm mistaken. She did one three. So she, she won Best New Artist that year. So she had she had a follow up that was like okay, that th- like sales wise and critically like I think it was good. But um oh see I think we're I think we're both we're both equally confused as to how well this song did. Except I'm on the end that loves it. You know, <laughs> that does all right. Well, okay, let's kind of go through it. It's a
0: it's a beat out. Hey Jude. Okay. It be out. Yeah. I walk the line. Okay. It be that. Yeah. Um, Gloria, sweet child of the line. Yeah. That. I mean, it's <laughs> Tommy tumbling, I mean, yeah, tumbling. I mean, yeah, I mean, I agree. I don't see how this is a
1: should it have moved up? No, I mean, it should be middle of the pack, probably like in the 250s. Maybe I'll give you that. Like, Landslide
0: just didn't belong on the list. This one, I, I, this one's more me. This is more me. I I couldn't stand this song when it came on.
2: I love this song. I,
0: I, I I, I just would change the, change the radio channel when this song came on. Um, and I just, again, I just look at, if you're going to go for that, I think Suzanne Vega had so so much more of an impact, um, than
1: her. I just adore the song. And Suzanne Vega is not on this
0: list at all. Um, but
1: there are, you know, I could say yeah. I could see it's too high. I agree with that. I I agree with that, but it's uh, like it's amazing just that like fe- feeling trapped. why whine- I mean, it must have been that idea of feeling yeah. trapped, trying to break free, just drive off. I think it must have like just tapped a nerve for a lot of people, and they connected with it because it it's like it's it was, it was a depressing to the, song too. There's not much to the song. Like I mean, it's just like it's a, it's a very straight up folk song, really. I, I know you tend to like these types of folksy
0: songs where it's I not do. heavy instrumentation. So I, I get I get that why it would connect with you. Uh, And I'm te- like, I could see me on the Suzanne Vega camp uh, where she, her music was just a little more intricate in terms of things. I mean, so. Maybe
1: it was because it, it was fresh. It was something different when you look at the rest of the top 40. I mean, maybe that, but yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it, it a, was a shocker. I mean, this song came out of left field in the, in like eighty. It was eighty seven, right? Uh, 88. 88, I mean, 88.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, is it too high on this list? Definitely. It, it is. Should, I think it should be on it, and I love it. But I think it's too put, high. You can't in put it. Hey, dude, you just can't put it. No, hey no, I agree with that. Yeah, I won't even argue that. But yeah. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know you phenomenal. do. I know you do. I have it on vinyl. Yep. Yeah. Um. Oh. Anyway, uh, oh, I love that song. Um, but there you go. So yeah, so I mean, you're we're, we're in agreement. It should be on the list, not this high. And you're like, I think it should be on the list more out of respect, more than I don't like. I I don't like the song, but seventy one bit high.
0: Yeah, seventy one is a little high, a lot high. I wouldn't <laughs> have even put it on. The, I would not have been on my list. It oh, would not at been, all. It even in not... like
1: like four eighty.
0: No. Really? really, it would have. Oh, and when we hooper. go through like the songs that didn't make it, I think we're going to come back and look at Landslide in this song and Tumbling Dice. I think we're going to look. Oh, at no, three- I
1: did to look at Tumbling Dice before this song. You kidding me? Well, Tumbling and, Dice deserves and- to
0: be ahead of this song.
1: I'm sorry, Tumbling Dice better,
0: but I'm sorry, Dave. It's a better song. Tumbling Dice doesn't deserve to be ahead of anything. <laughs> <laughs> no. They'll be ahead of this song.
1: Tumbling Dice doesn't deserve to be ahead of. Wrong- be ahead yeah. of I would put you. I would put your reaction to the Philly goal on this list before tumbling dice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would do.
0: Uh, well, the shot the, the 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 LA just scored in the shootout, so it's one nothing.
1: What Philly? Yeah, come on, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. During the second set of round, in the second round of the shootout. Yeah.
1: Do you think they bet on themselves to lose? Is it a is it an inside?
0: Oh, uh, if they lose, inside, this, uh, man, it's gonna go like this. Is another heartbreak in the history of Philadelphia. This is the most. Yeah, but uh. Yeah.
1: Um now the next song, you're gonna find no argument for me because I think this song's amazing. I almost right. picked it, but I'm like, Oh Will I want Will love this song, so I left it. Yeah,
0: um and I'm shocked that this band, it's their first time on this year's list. Um, is it? Yeah, and it's it's about this song is right where it should be at sixty five. I think uh, the band is Earth, Wind and Fire, and the song is September. Um so Great song. Miss, uh, oh Cooper, but so has one. Living message. and dying with yeah, you. Yeah, sorry, right? but uh, yeah, let me get back to this. Yeah, so I, I'm shocked that this song, uh, is the this It's the first time they made it. Uh, great song. I love uh, one thing. I love about Earth, Wind, and Fire. There's there's actually two things I love. The contrasting vocals of Maurice White and Philip yes. Bailey, and the and White, who's an absolute. Beast on the bass. I mean, he's an absolute, he's one of these guys who, who really worked to make the bass like a lead instrument. Uh, but this song, it's a song, um, people relate to this song. They love this song. It, I, it, I love it. It stood the test of time. Um, and I think it's pr- it's probably their second best song. Uh, I would still put Fantasy number uh, ahead of this one. I yes. wonder if Fantasy makes the top 50. Uh, but this song is really good. Um, and like I said, I'm a little surprised that this has been the only Earth, Wind & Fire song so far, but maybe there's room for fancy. and LA just scored again, so this is looking over. Huh. That's uh, looking good, Coop. Yeah, well, so yeah, uh, but uh, I said solid, solid song. 65. I'm okay with it there. Uh, a
1: lot of competition. Yeah, no, I agree. I love this song. Um, I'm glad to see it on the list. Yep. You know, I, I mean... Should it be top fifty? Like I love it enough for it to be top fifty, but that's more like a me uh, thing.
0: Yeah. By but... the way, Heinley uh, Street Country Club covers this song really good. Yes. Yeah. They uh they have they have a soprano vocalist to do the Philip Bailey uh piece in it. Um, am- amazing. Like Philip Bailey is probably the best soprano vocalist, male soprano vocalist I know. He
1: he hits those high notes like nobody else. Right. Well, no, it's a great, it's a great song. I'm glad it's on here. I mean, it's a classic song too. Yeah. Um, should it, I think it should be higher? Which I think you are in that vein as well. Yeah, I, I think though. it should be as well.
0: And it's over. Oh, coop! It's over. The the L.A. Football Club are the MLS champions. <sighs> Once again, I got a yeah, uh, eh, eh, it's all I need
1: to listen to some to some fast car to help lift your spirits. <gasps> no,
0: I, I got to find the tuner <laughs> music now. That, oh, this heart. We were we were so close.
1: Oh, this one's going to sting for a long time. You still got the 76 or so. Coop, are you a Knicks guy?
0: No, Sixers guy.
1: There you go. My yeah, daughter's a Sixers. sixers go six Yeah,
0: go sixers. Si- go sixers. Yeah,
1: they but, have a uh, a bench player. Uh, Marie Steibel, who's an Australian, who's amazing, who's like an Australian <laughs> hero. Yep. Right. So you still got them. Season's still young, Coop. Well, let's come see. back. Yeah. MVP will come back.
0: Yeah. This is this was this was this one hurt. We were we had this thing just about one. Wow. Ooh, we, were, we 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 sucked in the shootout though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. But all right, we got good music we can hear though. So I mean that's that's good. Well. And you have, I mean, okay. We've what heard, I'm just gonna now, say, this wasn't on the list, your list.
1: I would have taken gonna, it for an evaluation of what's wrong lose with you. It. You're yeah, lose it. So go ahead with uh, this. One. It's uh, it's Dolly Parton's Jolene. at 63. It's too low. Uh, but um, it's an amazing song. I don't know what we could say about it. That I haven't said about the song in previous shows, but uh, it turned that whole jilted lover country track on its head. It's just incredible. It's been covered by a lot of people. Uh, White Stripes do a great cover of it. Uh, it's actually the second song off of this record in this group because Whitney Houston's is on the same record. Um, so we got two songs from the same record in the same same group here a cover, and then this, uh, the original, or this, uh, Jolene is off. They're both off the same record. Um, it's this amazing song, 63. It's amazing. It stood the test of time. I think you put that song yeah. on now, and people still love it. And it came out in like '74, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it uh, it is, and I and I'm trying to see. If, I was trying to look to see if there um, if this made any previous list before. Oh, it had uh, to have surely. Yeah, it had. a I just I maybe had not a, this high. Let me pull up the, an older list here. I, I only have. I don't have. They only have the 2004 list. So this I, was okay. So Dave, this was in 2004 um, was only at 219.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I think, but I think Dolly. I, yeah, I, I agree. With- I think her music since then, like you had the, you had the podcast. Um, I think since that original list, I think her music's been been seen in a lot better light. So I can see that. Yeah. Um. But no, it's amazing. Like I said, two two tracks off the same record, making it, which is just phenomenal uh, for her.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, good job by Dolly on that one, for sure.
1: She wrote both those songs in the same night. That's a very productive night.
0: Yeah. And we're talking just, you know, quote of many colors at 263.
1: Yeah. Like the which is a cl- classic track.
0: Right. And I think, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, so I think Dolly's had a little bit of a resurgence in recent years, too. Uh, this yeah. is this list was done well before she was even nominated for the Hall of Fame, so but I think she's had a little bit of a resurgence and she's become like the uh the grandmother of the cigar, uh, oh, the, the music industry or something you want to say? Oh,
1: cigar industry, it, come, nah, on, gonna, come on, come no. on the show,
0: yeah, exactly. Uh, there's um, an invitation for Dolly to come on the show, by
1: the way. Uh, man, you gotta if you haven't listened. The Dolly Parton's America, that 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 podcast, you gotta listen to it. Yeah. Her interviews, she holds nothing back. It is so yeah. good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, well, so. Well, were you surprised Dolly
0: out. didn't have top fifty though?
1: I am surprised in the sense that, like, do you think Nine to Five does it? No, because I, I don't think, think I... she gets another song if this is here. I
0: can't see Nine to Five. Yeah, I don't see Nine to Five doing it, and and I could argue Nine to Five on this list. I just yes. don't see it. I mean. I'm looking at these top 50 spots and you know, we're talking about maybe three more for Prince, right? Maybe Beatles mm-hmm. have one or two more. Stones have more. Madonna. Than- Madonna. I mean, there's there's very limited spots. I mean, and then we know some of those top 10 ones are, are, are coming.
1: Because like Madonna's Like a Prayer was on this list somewhere. was on this block. I didn't pick it because I'm like, I'm for sure. Well, well I'm like 98% positive that she's gonna get a track in the top 50 she has to i would
0: say one to two more madonna songs
1: i mean i don't know what they're i mean vogue maybe uh Uh, like a virgin uh, i'm gonna say
0: vogue was already on the list oh damn it vogue was at 139 like a virgin uh like a virgin like a prayer into the Groove was on the list, so she's had Into the Groove and Vogue so far. So you have a lot of Madonna songs. in, in, oh, in yeah, in, you do. You have Like a Virgin, Like a Prayer. Um, you have all
1: those. You have all those tracks off her self-titled debut album still, like Borderline yeah, and ho- Holiday. Yeah, yep, Papa Don't Preach. I,
0: I, I think mm. I think while it's an impact, it had impact. Song. I think it's. I don't think it's top fifty.
1: Um. Yeah. Ray of Light. Do you think that would be not? It's not as good. I don't think.
0: I don't think it's it top 50. Pop, it yeah, I would say
1: Like a Virgin, Like
0: a Prayer, uh, and maybe Material Girl. Mm. I don't think any of the Confessions stuff makes the top 50. I just don't. Uh, yes, I think Confessions okay. is an album that is more of the album. How about Hung of, Up? How about your track? That would be the only one I wonder about. Because that song was huge. It was huge. I would have thought I would saw Hung Up already, though. Okay. I thought I would have saw it already. I mean, does she get three songs on there? Does she get Like a Virgin, Like a Three's Prayer? That's a
1: lot. That's a lot, yeah. I agree with you. I can see two. Two.
0: Maybe two of those three make it. So I'll still pick Like a Virgin and Like a Prayer. Okay. Yeah. I'd be shocked anyway. if she shut out. But I'm going to say two of the three make two. two more make it. Yeah.
1: I'm so excited for this final show, but we still got to go through this one. What do you got, yeah. Coop? Let's see. Uh, oh so, yeah. Uh,
0: all right. So, um, I don't. This is one of those. Uh, how does this? At least it was ahead of Fast Car. uh, <laughs> uh sixty-one Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. It, it was at thirty-one. That's this has always been low. Like thirty-one in two thousand four is um low. Now. If you're in the cla- like classic mu- classical rock realm. Yes. a a lot of the classic rock album oriented rock radio stations up in New York, I'm thinking WNEW, they would do countdowns of the greatest rock songs of all time. And yes. this song was always number always. 1. Always. Always. It wasn't Yes. number 2 would float with the Kinks Lola and stuff like that, but I remember but, yes. but this oh, was always song. number 1. All right, it's it's to me. How does this fall to sixty one? I don't know. Um, it is you know, it's one of the great um, it's one of the great um songs of all time, and right now I think Led Zeppelin has not had a good list. Um, they no. had um, I want to say they only have one song. Oh no, they had Cashmere at one forty eight, yeah, and Whole Lot of Love at one twenty eight. And they would to heaven I mean, at 61. Is that it for Led Zeppelin? You gotta want it
1: that. cannot be. It has they have to have a top twenty five song.
0: What would be they it?
1: have to? Uh maybe immigrant song. Uh, uh Daisy Confused, possibly. A whole lot of love, maybe? A whole lot of love, yeah. It's not
0: gonna be any of the in, into the outdoor stuff. I'll tell you that. No, it's not gonna be cashmere. No.
1: It's going to be something off of the first four records. It's not going to be anything past. It's not going to be anything off houses or anything.
0: Yeah, but this one is like, like I said, this one, you know, we, we, we talked about best country song Walk the Line. It was, it was kind of bumped out the top of it. Now going to California, maybe? Maybe, yeah, but this is the, this one is, this is, this is not even Mount Rushmore. This is the peak of Led oh, Zeppelin. Yes. It, it is, this the, is the, the Led the
1: ol- Yeah. The only thing I can think of, Coop, is do they go immigrant song or something that's like far more rocky? Like a more of a rock do they, like a yeah. straight up rock. I, I'm
0: song. gonna say that this is it for them. Oh I'm gonna say this, and we're gonna see what happens in the next it show. Cannot. I'm saying this is it. I I, and I know they're not in that top ten. I, I know they're not no. in that top so it can't be. Yeah. Like that would be criminal. It's criminal. This is at this criminal. is at sixty one. That's true and there's a song I'm going to talk about that I love coming up. And I would say it's even this song belongs ahead of that song. So, um, yeah, I, I'm sh- I mean, it, I am, I am completely flabbergasted and your next song, how to your next song, which is not a bad song. I don't know how it beats out this song. That's what I'm just
1: saying. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I agree. I'm shocked. This has, this, but if they don't, if this is the last Zeppelin song, like that is brutal. Uh, what we got? We got Missy Elliott. Work it, yes, coming in fifty six. I love Missy Elliott. I think I, I. mean, we might see another track from her. This is a pretty big song. It's not her first big track. Like she had tracks that did well before this, but it was it was her first crossover hit that really took the world by storm. Uh, I, I love this song. I love Missy Elliott. It's edgy, sexy, aggressive. It really paved the way for Lizzo, uh, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I artists. agree. And she says the line, get your hair did, which I love. Get your nails done, Coop. Get your hair did. I get love your it. hair did. <laughs> I love um, it.
0: A little, high a little high for though. this song, but. but a, little a little high. A little high for this song. It belongs on the list, certainly. But oh, I would definitely. not put it top 100.
1: No, but like, you go, know, you go, know, Oh, Missy Elliott is more, is higher than like one of the most important songs in music history. <laughs> I don't know about that. But, but I, I, it's great. I love it. I love this song. She's amazing. So I can't really argue. Oh, love this song. I listened to it while I was putting this list together. It's so good. Yeah. No, she, it, I mean, it, unfortunately it. for her, she sort of had some medical problems and they kind of, She's put some EPs out, but I think she had, I think it was like some fatigue type of um, of uh, illness that makes it hard for her to record. So she she really hasn't, like within the past 10 years, she's done like some features and stuff. Like she was on a song with Lizzo, but she really hasn't been able to put out those like solid uh, full length records, but she's yeah. amazing.
0: I I agree. Amazing artist. I agree.
1: You know, again, I wonder
0: where Missy Elliott. Like, you know, again, with the next list happens. Um, you know, what the, you know, where does um, where does she rank? I think certainly she's a, a newer artist that's in here.
1: I think she ranks higher. If you see these other like Lizzo's and Stallions and Cardi B's and Doja Cats, as they do better. I think her music is viewed better. Cause it's like, well, she paved the way for them. And I think people go back to it, would go back to it more. It's very good. Uh, what, do we got? You go. what are you clo- what you what you closing out with Coop?
0: All right, so I I said there's a I had one song that you could argue is the greatest country song. Yes. And I walked the line. I had yes. one song that I said you could argue is the greatest classic rock song, in Stairway yes. to Heaven. And now I have the song that is the yes. um the greatest disco song of all time, and I've talked about it. It's I feel love. Should have been higher um uh, it should have been higher but i was glad it was i think this is the highest this song has ever placed as well okay um so again i, I, I i'll take it uh i think I'll there's it. definitely more yeah um i'll be honest stairway to heaven probably should be higher in this song but uh but yeah it you know i've talked a lot about this song this is um you know, it's kind of that whole futuristic disco vibe mm-hmm. that Donna mm-hmm. Summer did on uh, um, when she was recording this. Uh, the, you know, at this time of her career uh, for for the album that it was on. So it, uh, it in my opinion, there's, it's Giorgio Moroder is involved with that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he is the the greatest disco producer of um, our, you know my generation. And it 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 brought up uh, it, this song made Euro disco and the post it eventually I think made the post disco era. Um, very much possible there right now. Um, it's and by the way, that the album she did was called "I Remember Yesterday," where it, it was disco songs for periods of time. So this was the futuristic one, and it kind of has a bit of a futuristic vibe. You can you can almost feel like it's a spaceship going through. But this song in the discos, there was nothing that touched this song in the seventies. Came out it came out in seventy seven, uh, and right before Saturday Night, F- I I think this song really paved the way for Saturday Night Fever. Uh, not whole disco movie because this song was a monster in the discos, there was nothing that came close to this. Um, and it's, it's I, I I have no, you know, another thing I'll just say this song actually uh, is in the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry. Jesus, That's this is, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's an unbelievable song, it's, it's the foundations for any electronic music going forward. Giorgio Moroder, vo- her vocals, uh, I think I was telling you also the story, she was at the time, being courted by uh, Bruce Sedano, who would become her husband. He was a musician and a producer and a songwriter. And when she went into the studio, she had just, I think, been with Bruce, and she really felt that their relationship was getting to a point where, um, you know, obviously they were going to spend the rest of their lives together, which would happen. So, uh, a lot of emotion. This is a great, great disco song. Um little low. A little low, but, but uh, it should have been in the top 50. But I'm okay with it here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it brings up the question, Coop. Like, if you have a song that defines a genre, should it be higher based on that, right? Yeah. Like, if you're like, well, what disco song goes above this, then it should really be top fifty, shouldn't it? I mean, really. uh, yeah, I can't put
0: another disco song ahead of this. Um, the, I wonder guy. if the hustle kind of makes it. I I can't put the hustle ahead of it, but the hustle had a big cultural impact too. I know that's not a song you like, but it, <laughs> that was a song also that kind of paved that got people to the discos um so and I'm gonna talk a little more about disco In my in my closing thoughts on on this as well Ooh. but yeah but um but yeah it's this was a um yeah this is this is a great this is like I said nothing nothing beats this song it's it's no. I, I and the extended versions of this song are fantastic as well you just don't want to turn off your uh sound Oh no.
1: yeah yep um I'm gonna close out with something near the end of the list here and I, Saw the song, and I was just drawn to it, Coop. Like a moth to flame. I don't know why, but I'm like, I gotta put this song on. So I was like, should I put the Madonna song on? I'm like, oh, I gotta put this song on. And that's the Beach Boys Good Vibrations at 53. Um, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I can't argue this one. But... I mean, I put in my notes, this set, this track surprised me. I felt drawn to it. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, it's a single, came out in 1966, which was pretty close to the release of Pet Sound. So this was when... Brian Wilson was gonna do the smile album that notoriously never happened, that he then tried yep. to do yep. later. Um, this was gonna be on that. So it just came out as a single. What I think is so interesting about this song, and and coming fresh off of pet sounds, it's just like it's this cool like point where Beach Boys have like this psychedelic kind of experimental rock with like these flashes of surfer pop, you know? So yeah. it's this good, it's this sort of like weird blend of the two. It's very epic and experimental in nature. And, I, and as a song, well, like, I like the song, but if you look at its construction and listen to it all the way through, it's just so fascinating in production and how it was made and how it was constructed and sort of like blending all these different genres. It's a very sort of Brian Wilson song. Um, and it just shows, because it's like when we did Pet Sounds, it's just sort of like hot off the like Beatles-Beach Boys rivalry. And this is just showing them start continuing to push their sound, uh, which the Beatles will actually do too and get more experimental. But um, it's that, that whole like bringing in that psychedelic angle I really like in the song. Um, I mean, it, you know, I think Pet Sounds... Takes a lot of oxygen for the beetle for the Beach Boys, but um, I think this is a very good song. We released closely thereafter.
0: Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it was kind of after Pet Sounds. This was done, and we talked a lot about, uh, you know, Brian Wilson was trying to do something very different with Pet Sounds, um, yeah. and this he kind of, you know, he didn't want to do the the Surfer Tunes with, with uh no nope. the Pet Sounds, but he kind of gets back a little to the Surfer Tunes here. Uh, but he still keeps a lot of those psychedelic elements that he introduced yeah. with Pet Sounds. Um, and he also, we talked about when we did the Pet Sounds album, he was like, he would always bring in these, like, he'd bring in tons of session musicians. And he did for yes. this one. There were a lot of session musicians on, on the credits with this one as well. And uh, it it's, it is a, it is a really, really uh, good song. But, I mean, there's, there's flutes, there's sleigh bells, bongos, yeah, yeah. uh, piccolos, um uh, It's like everything. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, this is he. I think he's about twenty. I think there's about twenty session musicians that are used on this
2: one. This is
1: the the famous theremin song where they got the theremin in it. Yeah. Um, but this song too, like if you look at the Beach Boys, it's your classic struggle within the Beach Boys because you had Mike Love that was like, "What are we doing all this music for? Let's just do surf music and make a lot of money." And then you had Brian Wilson that's like, "Shut up. We need to do artistic stuff." Yep. And this song is like is like both sides of the Beach Boys in the same song. So you have like the Mike Love, more like uh surfer pop chorus, and then everything else around that is very Brian Wilson. Yeah. And so it's sort of and then I mean and the band essentially like just implodes after this song. But um Yeah, they do. Um it's and unfortunate.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean this is Carl Wilson also uh with Brian Wilson on the on the lead vocals here. Yeah. Um you know, so... Great song. The harmonies in this song are incredible with the orchestral sound. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a great song. Um, I can argue it's a little low. I mean, I wonder if we're going to see anything uh, from more from the Beach Boys again on this album.
1: Critics uh, love Pet Sounds so much, we gotta see another Pet Sounds track. They love it so much, Coop. I, I wonder. They yeah. love Pet Sounds. I mean, for Rolling Stone, there's numbers of lists where Pet Sounds is the best album of all time, so there's gotta be more there's gotta be some tracks off of Pet Sounds. Um, the the they one, I would, had,
0: yeah. I mean, wouldn't it be nice, made it. Um, God, God only knows. God, is God that only on knows it? has gotta be on there. Yeah, God only. I don't remember seeing it in the top ten, but I may be wrong. That's the one. That's up there. It's, it's gotta, gotta be, be God 10. only knows. I mean, it's like yeah. Um. Yeah, they just love that album so much, Coop. They're not gonna not have. They're a are not, not gonna. They're not gonna. not gonna deny them another song. I agree with you on that. But I would have thought. But this one wasn't off Pet Sounds. Um. No. And uh, you know, wouldn't it be nice I already made it, right? Which was God only knows is gonna be. It's surely. gotta be God only knows, and uh yeah, we'll see with that one. Yeah. So final thoughts, Cooper. What do you think? Um. Just uh, what I'll mention, I just want to mention a few of the other songs that were on the list yes. first, um, and then I'll give you my thoughts. Um, Blown in the Wind by Bob Dylan was at 100.
1: I, there's oh. going to be another Bob Dylan track, so I didn't yeah. take that one. I'm, I'm, be-
0: gonna re- I'm not going to read them all, but I'll read some of the highlights. 99 Problems by Jay-Z at 96. That's okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> They
1: should put it at 99. Come on, Rolling yeah. Stone. What are you thinking?
0: Yeah. Uh, Wonder Wall by Oasis, 95.
1: Yeah. I, a little high a little, be-
0: high. a little high. Yeah, there's better songs than that. Yeah, uh, ninety-three. Since you've been gone by Kelly Clarkson. Not that surpri- surprised
1: me. That was surprised. That surprised Not surprised
0: me. you made to live, but that high, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Good golly, yep. Yeah. Yep. Good golly, Miss Molly by Little Richard, ninety-two.
1: Gotta be some more Little Richard. Come on, yeah. now.
0: now this one surprised me where it landed. We didn't talk about this. Ninety, Natural Woman by Aretha Franklin.
1: Yes. Uh, now I'm saving my Aretha Franklin. For yeah. later. I know
0: you are.
1: But, but uh, yeah, oh yeah. 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 Uh eighty-four,
0: Let's Stay Together by Al Green. That was surprising. Yep. Seventy eight, Reach Out I'll Be There by the Four Tops. And I should say Ray Charles at eighty, what I'd say. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Great song. Um I mentioned uh Taylor Swift all too well at sixty nine. Yeah, there's gonna be I I'm hoping there's more. Uh, yeah, but that was, that's one that was released since the 2010 list. Yes. Uh, Tangled Up in Blue by Dylan at 67. I thought that was a little high for that song, to be honest with you. Hmm. Yeah. Bridge Over Troubled Water by Simon and Golf Uncle 66. I was shocked that wasn't top 50.
1: Yeah. Do you think they get a song in the top 50? They have to, surely.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, sound I of would, silence,
1: maybe? So, I mean, yeah, that's what one. I'm
0: thinking. Yeah, that's uh sounds of silence. Whiskey bop by the Ramones at sixty-four. Oh. See, yep. Yeah, that's one great song. Yeah, you agree. Right. Uh we I, I almost picked that one, by the way, too. One by U2 at sixty two. Sir or uh Dojo will love that. Yep. Now this Hector, one Hector will love it. Yeah, heck yeah running up that hill by Kate Bush
1: 60. now was this was pre when that song butt broke wasn't it yeah yeah so that's surprising yeah
0: great song yeah oh by the way I made a we'll, we'll we'll get to this there is a Madonna song we missed we missed the Madonna song in this part yeah yeah like a prayer was at 55. like
1: a prayer was at 55 so, so we I, missed I, it I, was... I I must have just missed that when we did it I'm gonna be I honest. I took the Beach Boys over that, because I, I'm i assuming there's going to be a Madonna song in the next one that we can talk about. I, I Yeah, I mean, I'm, about, I'm not having a problem with a 55. <laughs>
0: uh, Family Affair by Sliding the Family Show was at 57. Um, And, uh, yeah, that's that's Walk On By by DM Warwick 51. Yeah, so yeah, Dion. Like a Prayer did make it, so now you got to think Like a Virgin is probably going to be the other Madonna song. So Madonna did it's make gotta it. got to be. Yeah.
1: I I think Hung Up, too. I think yeah. Hung Up's going to make it.
0: We'll see. I, I I don't have a lot of confidence with that one, uh. But okay, some other thoughts I have with with closing this out though, um, is uh, disco was really well represented in this section. Um, mm-hmm. you had you had three really good songs from the disco era in here. Staying alive. You had um, the you had. Oh. Why am I just? I'm sorry, I I had three and I didn't write the three down. Um, you had um, uh, Good Times. Uh, yeah. I'm not gonna count September as a disco song. I don't think that's a disco song. No, but and I feel loved by Donna Summer. So disco was very well represented. And if you go back to the the 2004 list, this wasn't the case. So there's there is a a, a bigger appreciation of disco now than there was. Uh, back back then. You know, you just did not, if you look at that old list, you won't find the disco songs uh, doing what they did here. So I think that that's, there's something to that right now as far as that goes. Um, the other thing I'll say is, I mentioned Jolene, I would have convinced the apocalypse happened. If this, <laughs> um, and then I said, I disagree with Dave. I think Madonna will be shut out of the top 50. I just have this feeling yeah. she's going to be. I don't think Hung Up's going to do it Um, or, or like a virgin. Well, I said like a virgin, I did say so. I'll, I'll amend that. I, I think now there won't be. Yeah. So so it'll be interesting. Um, we'll see what happens with that top fifty. That's going to be interesting. But I thought this was a uh, this was a very hard section to pick the songs too. Like I said, there was a lot of other ones I I, I could have picked easily here.
1: It was it was a very hard section. Yeah. Um, I I think for me, uh, I thought some songs should have been in the top fifty that weren't, like Stairway to Heaven." Yep um there were a lot of those songs yeah um which i found surprising uh we were very light on 70s rock leading up to this but this was very 70s rock heavy like you just mentioned like you had dylan in there you had a lot of beatles you had um zeppelin like it was a very 70s heavy um which you kind of which you sort of imagine um a little bit lighter this section with hip hop than other sections. Like he had Jay Z and Missy Elliott, but it was a little lighter. Other sections were a bit heavier on hip hop. Yeah, yeah, it really was. And um, David Bowie Coop, David Bowie, David Bowie. Where's the Bowie? Um, we need some more
0: Bowie. So Bowie had he had the Under Pressure song at four twenty nine. He had Station to Station at four hundred. He had Young Americans at two o four. He had Changes at two hundred. Uh, Space Oddity at one eighty nine, Life on Mars at one hundred five. So he's had six songs already on here. But so low,
1: are we um, going to get some I, Bowie I, in the top fifty?
0: I would say maybe Heroes has got to be the one. Would or would I say would probably be the other Bowie one. But Bowie has had six songs on here. He hasn't been. He's had a decent run with this. Man who
1: sold the world, maybe.
0: Man who sold the world, yeah. Um.
1: Changes yeah, a
0: little. Just... Low. Changes would, I thought would have been higher, but it was at two hundred. Yeah.
1: But Bowie, get some Bowie, man.
0: But no, I don't. I don't think Bowie's not been misrepresented. But the question is, you got to have some David Bowie in the top fifty and top hundred. I would expect it more than uh, you know. A couple of those Bowie songs could have should have been in the top hundred. Definitely over
1: uh, Fast car. <laughs> at Tumbling dice. <laughs> um, where are we at with that cigars, coop? Um. Tell you what, this is uh,
0: burning great. Uh, uh, the second half of this cigar, which has always been the case, that our paraca wrapper does get a little more pungent, so it's going to give you a little more of a spice. Not, uh, It's a sharper spice you're going to get, but it's not a harsh spice. Um, so it does kind of, but it, it is going to be a little more on the spicier end with, with this. Uh, this has got three years of age on it, but still, I'd say, a medium to full Ooh. cigar easily. Uh, and I'm still nice. enjoying it, yeah.
1: I'm like at the same length you are, kind of. Yep. Um, love it. I love this cigar. Really good. Smokes really well for such a big cigar. I think I'd like this in a six by sixty as well. Yeah. Um, the issue with this is the issue that you get with all candelas, is that the wrapper is so fragile that it's cracked a lot. But I don't blame the cigar for that. I mean, the wrapper—it it, still wait. smokes really well. We transported. The, the and this was,
0: yeah, and this was transported. Don't forget,
1: like, yeah, you know, I don't um, blame. Like I said, I don't blame the factory no, it, or anything. It's just a it, fragile wrapper. It's
0: a fragile wrapper. It's tough to get a seventy on there. Um, I haven't had. I didn't have a perfect burn with that cigar by any means, but it's a. Uh, I think it's a solid. I mean, you don't get a lot of candela seventies. It, it it does what it needs to do with that. Well, I
1: think, I think you'd like the ogre candela. better.
0: I think you'd like the ogre yeah. better.
1: I think it's a good candela just straight up. Like, if you like candelas, I think you'll like it anyway. I mean, it's a great yeah. candela. I just, it's just like if you're a candela fan like I am, I think you have to kind of put up with cracking just because the, the, the wrapper is so fragile.
0: And again, you're getting your cigars shipped, uh, yeah. you know, so it's going to altitude and temperature changes. and
1: I still love uh, it. I'd still order it. I'd still order some. Yeah,
0: so, some. The, so this is a cigar. It's actually sold through United Cigars uh, and it was packaged in their Stadium Series. Uh, and uh, actually, I'm just, what I'll do is I'll just grab something real quick to show you something because I have it here. Um, so what they did is they did some really unique packaging with this and they put it into a box um, that looks like Fenway Park.
1: You said that yeah and oh, I have, look at I that. so here it is oh look at that box right.
0: right and if you look at the side it was supposed to be called green monster <laughs> right but i i think there was a little problem using the monster name right uh,
1: yes they don't like that
0: yeah so i'm not gonna say who uh but that they have that the funny thing is uh, if you look here they put a little label on here that has it's hard to see it oh it yeah beating cuba so of course they have the the uh no they have Cuba winning actually the game. <laughs> so um uh, but no it's a cool thing you open the box it's the cigars went in the box like that. But uh Great it's box. A cool. Yeah, it's a nice little box that's how they came in them. Uh but they they were supposed to release those last year and then they had a problem with the monster name. So they held it back and they did a very low key release of it and I'm promoting it right now. No, it's It's
1: an excellent cigar. Um, yeah. And yeah. I if think you notice I th- it, yeah. I think Candela people won't be put off by cracking if you get a couple that a crack. Um, you're right. It's it's just like, you got to be a little more. Fr- you, you know. A look, rapper. Look, look now. You now
0: here's the thing. When I review that, if it cracks, it's gonna hurt the score a bit, but it's not hurting the flavor. Is but you know. No. No. Yeah.
1: And like you said, with the shipping and humidity changes and yeah. stuff, you know. See, I'm cool with it. I'm I'm very lenient on. <laughs> <laughs> if you deliver a good flavor, I don't care. I yeah. don't care if I relight you. I don't mm. care if you crack. Yep. I don't care.
0: It's yep. a
1: good it's a good great cigar. Yep. Um New Music Coupe.
0: Yeah. Um, and of course our friends at Cigar Hustler located in Deltona, Florida. Uh they have a great retail store. Um and you can go in there, they have a great selection of boutique cigars, some classic cigars as well. Great customer service, great lounge to smoke, nice bar, just great atmosphere. If you can't get the Cigar Hustler, uh, you go to our website, CigarHustler.com, get on their email list. Uh, you'll want to get they'll, on their emails because they will uh, tell you of all their limited releases through there. And um, then you'll be able to get them. And you want to act on those quick because people see those emails. Yes. And, and uh, I've gotten shut out many times. Procrastinating. Um, if I don't procrastinate, I get it. So Yes. Uh, you want to do that? Uh, they have the Postani brand of cigars, um, which is their line. Uh, they do that with uh Nico They do some other uh stuff. Uh, they do some other stuff. The guys won't hustle with some like, like Matt Booze, uh, mm-hmm. Espinosa. They've done some stuff. Uh, by the way, and I probably have to say this now the Postani War Bear uh, 2021, the box press reviews coming up on Coop and I'm gonna say this: I agreed with the developing palettes, guys. I don't think that box press was as good as the round. Oh. And uh, yeah, that you know that round was one of the best cigars I've had in the last year. Yes. Um, it just fell short. So I'm finishing up that review. It may be out by a uh, Monday, Tuesday. There's a I have another smoking round to go through with that still for the review. So, uh, but I agree with the development palace guy. So I'm probably good. The other thing is they have a, they have a show called a cigar hustlers podcast.com. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they, they, they won't hesitate to call out the media,
2: no <laughs> call yes.
0: out a review. They disagree with. So I think this one's coming with me. Uh, they Uh-oh. actually, they actually put a surgeon on the show once to complain about the review. They and did. They- yeah, they did, and he took it well, Surgeon. So, uh, so yeah, he had to um, like
1: take it for all the. He had to take it for all the developing palate guys.
0: He did. He did. He did a good. And you know, Aaron probably the guy who should be taking the most balls, but, um, but yeah, but no, I, I, I look, it's not a dog <laughs> rocket by any means, but I just, I think, I agree with the developing palate guys. That cigar, just that round Virgin cigar, is a landmark cigar that Paustany's mm-hmm. done. You know, it's a great. It's hard to beat that one. But I know they said they like the box press better. That's why I'm like I, I didn't see it. Really, I love them all. Right, but I think that box press. I think that round was special, and I think it aged fantastic. So I gotta
1: say, and I said it last time, and then I'll stop talking about Mike because he doesn't need the publicity. But uh that, that they're limiteds, man. Like the Bangerang, the Shepherd, the SBCs, like they do limiteds well. Like they have some of the best limiteds out there, man.
0: I have another shepherd for you. That's gotta go in that next package. I had to pull that one out. <laughs> I should have pulled that one out for you in the last one, but uh we wanna make sure you didn't get like custom to you know, tax to death or duty to death. So Dude, so yeah, yeah, I have uh... one of those. Um yeah, I think don't get me, I think the best limited lines they do are the SBC and mm. the war bear. I think those are but you know, the Espinosa one was very good too. Um oh, that banger ring yeah. Man yeah and I like what they're doing there you know they postani they keep that with Nicosueño, which is a factory they they work with and um you know they the other ones they don't call it postani they call it other things yeah and uh by the way they have the they have the funniest press releases for these things like they they'll yes. make up like where the tobaccos are from like there was one they yes. had the tobaccos were some island off the coast of uh Tasmania or something like that or oh, or well, maybe it was Tasmania. Like they were getting the tobacco from Tasmania or something like that. So Oh and, yeah. And and some guy actually from the media, I don't want to say who it was, actually printed it and I said, you know they don't grow tobacco there. <laughs> He's like, No, they do. I mean, what? <laughs> some guy actually put it, oh, they don't grow tobacco there. Uh, uh, so, uh, uh let's get to this music. Yes, yeah. Uh says so Dave, what do you have on store? I have one thing I'll add at the end, but what you have you have some things on here. Well, yeah. No surprises so, what you have here. No, <laughs> no
2: surprise. Uh,
1: Rihanna, Lift Me Up, of course, is the first one. I'm all over this track. Excellent vocals. Kind of on the spiritual side. So this is in relation to the new Black Panther movie that's coming out next week. Um, I got to tell you, man, Black Panther, well, A, I like the movies, but B, the, their soundtracks are incredible. Like, they yeah, had Kevin Tomorrow yeah, yeah. over the other one. Mm-hmm. Yep. They got Rihanna now. They got, um, they'll have... Uh, Somp of the Great on it so they make some great soundtracks so th- like I said this is going to mean there's a new record coming which is very exciting Side B, I have another Taylor Swift one so I'm working my way through that record um, and Bejeweled off of Taylor Swift so I think this is the closest thing on the record to a pop hit uh, I love yep. how this, re- this record's a great mix of 1989 sort of musically and then folklore sort of in the writing I'm adoring this record, and I just love going through it over and over and over. Album review coming soon. By the way, Bejeweled is number six on the Billboard chart. It's the closest
2: thing to a...
1: On the Taylor Swift top ten. I think it's the closest thing to a a radio hit, I think. By the way, just so
0: you know, uh, 13 of the top 15 are Taylor Swift. Jesus Christ. And, and just one other note, Harry Styles, as it was, has been on the charts forever. 30 weeks. Mm. If this song is not the number one song of the year, I'll be surprised.
1: It ain't going to die, that song.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it ain't going to die. In fact, it was still in the top 10 until Taylor Swift came out. Yeah.
1: Little uh, little uh trivia, I picked another song off of that record for my end of the year list, my top 50.
0: Um, a little, uh, a little song. Uh, anti-hero, it's got to be. I guess it's anti-hero.
1: Oh, no. Answer here. No, I mean for um for Harry. Oh, for Harry. Okay. For Harry.
0: I'm predicting Harry is going to win record of the year this year. I think I'd be okay. shocked if he doesn't take it. Well, I know we, the Grammy stuff's coming out. Probably We'll probably be doing that show next month when you get back. So uh, we'll have the Grammy show and we'll, we'll tear apart the Grammys as we always do. But I'm predicting it. Before, if that song doesn't win record of the year, I will be shocked.
1: I gotta tell you, Coop. Two thousand twenty two is probably the biggest year in music in the last ten years. Yeah, we're starting like, to see it. We're starting to see what
0: we thought a couple years ago when the pandemic started. Yeah, we're starting to see what's happening.
1: I've been going through my I go so so a little behind the scenes real quick. I do my top fifty in real time. So I as I listen to songs, I make a top fifty as the year goes along instead of doing it all at the end. And then I move songs around and stuff. Yep. Um and I think Coop, any song in the top ten this year. In any other year, could have been number one.
0: Yeah, it's that stacked of a year. See, I think what may hurt the Taylor Swift thing is that all these songs are going to be competing with each other. Yes, yeah, so I think that's God, that album.
1: So that album's so good. Now, um, album of yeah. the year,
0: I could see her. She'll be that will be on my album of the year. So I don't. Oh, think that and
1: that and yeah. uh, Renaissance by by uh, Beyonce. Those two are going to yeah. those records are going to go head to head, man. Um <laughs> Album Archaeology, so this Rihanna song is the last, is the last, is the first studio song she's done since 2016, and her record was Anti, so that's my Album Archaeology homework, is Anti. It's her last studio record. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if she sort of follows that uh, structure. It's a very edgy song with a lot of pop gems on it, and she has the collaborations with Drake and SZA, so it'll be interesting to see if she has some other big name collaborations but uh, yeah, check out "Anti" by uh, Rihanna. It's her last studio record. Yep. And you got a bonus in here, Cooper. Yeah. So
0: you know, a lot of times what I do. This album's been out for a few months, but I just get distracted and, and I I put stuff in the queue. And I finally gave this album a listen to. It's Brian Adams. Always have, always will. Now there was a point in like from for about ten years, Brian Adams was. I thought. He was Canada's answer to Bruce Springsteen. I mean, he originally was doing a lot of the adolescent type music. Then he got into much more. Uh, he got into much more mature themes and historical themes and stuff. And then you know he did that Robin Hood song, right? And yes. uh, which I didn't think was a great song. And then Brian Adams just I like, couldn't figure out what he wanted to do after this, right? His music he just became rudderless. Um, his albums weren't that good. There was just music that wasn't sticking. He, I said this. This is what I wrote in this album. After thirty-one years, Brian Adams has figured it out, and he got back to the roots that made him a superstar. So it's almost like he has been resurrected back into his youth, and he has put. This is the best Brian Adams album since Waking Up the Neighbors. It's a really good album. Um, I think it's an album that you can listen to a guy who's fifty-four and a guy who's twenty-four can enjoy this album. Um, it's not going to get Grammy nomination by any means, but, but it's probably, like I said, I've been really disappointed with a lot of Brian's work in in the last, like for a long time. So, uh, this one kind of comes back and I think he's back with a vengeance. This was good music. I think he was inspired by the pandemic. I really do.
1: I think a lot of these records, why this year's so good. A lot of these were shelved during the pandemic and then they did a little, like, looked them over a little bit. Dusted them off and and here that's why they're all Coming out now I think
0: yeah I mean This one had a little bit of like I I don't want to say this album's As good as when Duran Duran uh Did their album last year But it's a good album it's probably gonna be On my list this year It's a good I, I was very pleased with this album I was like finally finally he's Done something that I'm like that I can actually Say this is this is very good it's been a long Time Yeah it has
1: Yep and, that, and that's that's it that's the show Coop. that's all i got
0: yeah so we are uh, this was a long show uh but we thank our audience for tuning in um and uh we're getting ready for, actually i'm gonna be uh, eating dinner and going to watch the world series and it could be by the time the world series will be over by the time uh the show ends. but um but we thank everybody thank you dave uh definitely stay tuned to our social media feeds for the next uh for the next jukebox show uh we'll have a, another amazing topic and just fun talking about music here so uh we have some good shows because i know we're getting some of the end of the year stuff's coming up and uh so we'll be having a lot of fun with that so again thanks dave good job here today
1: no worries thanks Coop. great show
0: yep and that's going to wrap up primetime jukebox episode 83 into the annals of history for this early november edition uh we'll see everybody next time take care everybody